Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming, news, and discussion. My name's Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And this happens to be episode 78. Wow. We've done a lot of these fuckers. We have, and we're not going to stop. Nope, Here's not at all. 78 more. To 78,000 more. That's that's a lot. Could you? No, you don't think you pumped out that kind of content, man? No, it's just that I have like commitment problems and oh, okay. like, nailing me down for another 78,000. I can't book you. I, yeah. can't book, <laughs> I, I can't book studio time with Daniel. No, it's, it's, it's rough. <laughs> If you didn't know who we are, we are The Save Room. Uh, We're actually the only gaming podcast that got the Baby Yoda tattoo first. Ain't no law when you're drinking a fucking White Claw. (laughs) If you don't know what I'm talking about, good. Don't look it up. Never Google it. Okay? Uh, You can find us on SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show. That's our home. Or find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, even Stitcher. And please, I know we don't plead enough about this kind of thing, but we should. Uh, Please leave a like, a follow, or whatever the fuck it is on that platform. We would really appreciate any kind of shoutcasting, broadcasting of our shit out there. Yeah, really anything. I mean, if you want to get our url tattooed on your arm (laughs) drinking a white claw yeah Yeah, that'd be great yeah what's going on daniel how have you been we 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 did not have an episode out uh last week no we did not this week no it was no we didn't come out with one this week we had one for prepped and ready for thanksgiving it actually came out on thanksgiving i think oh yeah it was thanksgiving day so if you're eating some turkey you could be listening to our horseshit it was great and so we spent the week um eating ham out of the fridge and just coming down out of our thanksgiving comas listen there's nothing i look forward to more than standing in front of an open fridge and picking at dead pig oh wow <laughs> no uh, a boy's gotta eat man i mean daniel makes an excellent ham I he, do. he it's a it's world renowned it's a ham worth slapping yeah usually i am super into that same thing eating it i get the midnight meat cravings where i am like hunched over the fridge like like a gremlin <laughs> in the hue of the refrigerator <laughs> light just scrapping but i just like i wasn't feeling it as much as you were so i'm glad i kept you fed this week wait like you didn't like your own ham no i did i just want to slap your own ham here's the thing i i wanted like a more rounded meal like if we had made thanksgiving ourselves, because like I, we went out to a friend's house and they supplied the turkey and the sides and everything else and mm-hmm. all i made was ham so we brought the ham back and we didn't have any like other leftovers it was just ham it was it was just yeah ham, so like sure. i like that that rollout of like let's have thanksgiving leftovers and you know and Sometimes we... eating ham by itself can be sad. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I didn't mean it as a slight team. I ate a lot of that ham by myself. I made like fucking four sandwiches out of that bad boy. I think that was my problem too. I didn't have like bread. I got a lot of mileage out of it. You could take, I had two loaves of bread oh, up there, thanks. man. I my, If there's one thing my father taught me. Sure is to always keep bread at the ready. Yeah, that's true. I mean, your father was the bread man. He was a bread delivery man. Yeah. And therefore, our house was always carved up. (laughs) (laughs) He was bringing the world together one bread bridge at a time. (laughs) Could you imagine my dad is basically... uh, Norman Reedus. (laughs) uh, Bill Bill Bread Porter. (laughs) (laughs) And he's he's connecting all of South Florida one slice at a time. Thanks, Daddy. That's Wonder Bread for you. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I've been doing good otherwise. I've been molting an old uh, work skin. I've been transitioning into a new job. So my, my energy's been all uh, towards that. tough, my friend. My Thank friend you. has Lahaim. a new job. He's making some moves. Yeah, so that's been cool. I've been spending my like week kind of yeah. doing that. It's, it's like it's a lot to take in right? yeah oh yeah for sure starting a new job is always like the it's a, it's an exciting but anxious thing because nobody likes to feel like starting from point a yeah. essentially thank you clementine because it's it's, it's like you want to be good at the things you do of but course. it takes time to learn that shit so it's always that frustration it's like i want to be good but it's like dude literally it's like week one 
You know? Yeah, you're, yeah. You're good. Yeah. You're good. No, they, they say, like, the first, click. like, month and a half, two months, like, they're like, don't worry about it. It'll click. You'll get good at it. And, like, you know, I expect it's going to take some time. It's cool, though. It's, like, that that job, like, it excites me because I'm learning all this new stuff. And I actually feel, like, smarter learning it. Like, I feel like I'm learning useful stuff. Whereas at my old yeah. job, I'm learning stuff that is only applicable in that space. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this is kind of, like, useless. And I kind of peaked with it. Like, I can't really do anything else within that role. So it's, it's kind of cool to, like, go on this venture. And I don't know. I, I'm loving it so far. Right on. But, like, it's it's kicking my ass, like, in terms of, like, I have to be in bed by, like, 11 to be up at, like, 4.30. And I'm not a morning person at uh, all. No, you're not. No, like, I cannot function. But, like, I've been getting to work early, getting my coffee, just getting my mind prepped, and I'm fucking getting ready for those those nine-hour workdays, man. Fucking corporate Dan. Yeah. Nine hours away from your video games. Of course, yeah. And that's 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 what killed me this Which week. I was away from the video games. Which is rough. I've been yeah. struggling with that a, a bit yeah. uh, myself because people are like, oh, what are you playing? And like, you know, I'll be like, oh, I'm juggling the same game. Like I'm playing Death Stranding, Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order. It's like, oh, okay, but this came out. I'm like, I had to put that down. Yeah. Like Outer Worlds, for instance. I had to put that down. Oh, yeah, we put that one so hard. I feel bad that that's like on the back burner right I do. now. Because I, I really want to go back to it. I want to go back to it so bad. Yeah. Um, And like Pokemon came out and honestly, I deprioritized you know like we, we talked about in the last mm-hmm. last episode it's not it's not striking me the right way so yeah. and you were like only really playing that on stream yeah yeah because yeah. you know it's funny it's funny i rename yeah. all the pokemon and people get mad uh but that's that's my meta dude <laughs> that is the meta well speaking of streams yeah uh, we also stream uh you can find kevin over at twitch.tv slash the red herb renaming pokemon and final fantasy characters a plenty that's my favorite thing yeah in the world to do <laughs> people is it sacrilege for you gamers out there yeah it's okay when it's like a brand new skyrim creative character i'm gonna name myself fucking zoolander but uh you can't do it squall's a perfect name yeah. no it's not squall's the sound a bird makes i'm gonna rename that fucking guy <laughs> okay leon squawker is his name what is your what is your thought process with that because you never renamed final fantasy characters so that's a weird one i'm kind of a purist when it comes to like the final fantasy characters it Mm. wasn't until like last year Mm. when i started like final fantasy 9 that i'm like let me fuck around with the names get a little wild i think it was like the stream energy where i'm like let's get goofy with it what was uh, zidane uh the ultimate gaslighter in video games Uh, um joe young joe young yeah after mighty joe young oh that's a great movie man that's a great movie okay respect all that um but yeah i think zelda is kind of where i push the threshold for like renaming because i would rename like link all the time what would link be whatever i want him to be yeah doesn't matter <laughs> this is my canvas <laughs> yeah exactly no do you remember any link name like what's a better name for link than link oh uh, that yeah. one i get link has always been link in my head yeah, yeah i'm trying to think of like what else i've named him i don't know like just stupid names like steve like fucker steve yeah like fucker i, I can't remember actually now that i'm thinking about it it's huh? dangerous to go alone fucker take this like what <laughs> is that what you know no, but like i would i would rename him i mm. just can't remember at the moment what, what it is which is really not feeling the conversation at all but you know my what this one yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oops <laughs> yeah and this, so that's like the only game where i really went out of my way to like rename any character so <laughs> I, I like this audible that you gave me yeah i'm not feeling this conversation like what the fuck what are you a politician <laughs> it's not that it's just get out of here like, me being like oh i don't remember what i named him it's like okay whatever <laughs> <laughs> can i leave <laughs> I'm sorry, do you want to do the rest? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, (laughs) whenever Daniel's feeling it, you can find him at twitch.tv slash Dungeons in Daniels. True. Okay. I would ask you the last thing you streamed, but I think it was, I'm pretty sure, was it at Star Wars? Yeah, it was Star Wars. It was Star Wars. Two or three weeks ago. Yeah. And you, you beat Star Wars. 
I did. Finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I beat Star Wars uh, about a week ago. Okay. About a week ago. And yeah. um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I don't know if you want me to talk about it here, but uh, we can save it for the end. It doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, like, a quick thing. I know you've been doing some of that cleanup, and now you're feeling yeah. the, the pain that I ran into, which is, to be honest, I am not enjoying the, the Platinum Hunt for Jedi Fallen Order. And a lot of it has to do with... I, I can't even say the maps are bad. They're just really convoluted and do not flow very well. So you're feeling the same thing, I guess, huh? Um, yeah, so, like, I was... I got to a point where, like, I was kind of, like, trying to clean up as I went with it. And then I got to a point where I was like, I kind of just need to beat the game. So I kind of just trucked through the story. And I liked it. I really enjoyed, like, the latter half of the game. I think it ties up nicely. There's some really cool reveals and really awesome set pieces. Um, I think some of the last fights are some of the best in the game. Like, especially at that point, because you have all your abilities, you're really rounded out. And, like, the foes you're coming across like you need to have that arsenal to really even feel like you can take them on and those ratchet up to like almost like the Sekiro Dark Souls style of fights where it's like you need to be very technical you need to parry you need to fucking dodge like on a dime with it and some of the earlier fights like I don't think they hinge so much on like that accuracy mm-hmm. like you can kind of like get away with just kind of like hacking and rolling away like you don't have to parry your way through it but like with like one of the sisters like it really hinges on you like breaking her guard a lot Right, and understanding her moves, too, yeah. which is a very Dark Souls thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not even one of those things where it's like, oh, I can take some damage. It's like, no, dude, if you get yeah. hit by, like, three of those, uh, you're fucking three done. of the same move, you're done. You're yeah. done. The fight's already gone. So, right? like, I got through it, and then I came to the end of it, and I honestly, like, I the end of it was, like, the very last story beat is kind of, like, underwhelming for me. I was like, that's it? You had this epic climax, and then it just kind of, like just opens its way for a sequel and you're like okay i guess that's cool like you really could have given me a more resolute ending but like i get what they're trying to do they're trying to open up the world it's an open door exactly you know and that that's fine um so i was like cool i'm gonna go from this i'm gonna beat death stranding and i probably like i got maybe like five hours deeper into death stranding but i was like i kind of want to go back to star wars like i really just like Mm -hmm. that kind of level of like engagement and actiony gameplay so i was like whatever i'll try and get the platinum since i have needed that mindlessness because i've been tired and like taking all this info i've just been like grinding away at the the platinum and um yeah it's it's a slog like you said like going back through some of those levels kind of sucks it's not really well designed in terms of like navigating and like finding some of the things that you need to and like finding your way out what did you call it on the last episode you t- i think it was signposting like it's very bad about signposting yeah like, some of the hey. signposting in terms of like okay so games like god of war horizon like they they have these visible markers for things like okay what you can climb what you can traverse across and this game has it too but i just mean it directionally like sometimes like you'll go a certain way and then there's no clear way like of how you're supposed to get out uh. like past the waypoints and like the map isn't very well designed for it <laughs> like for as deep as those levels go because like there's a level called like zepho and like there's an outside area there's an ice cavern there's an underground spot and, like there's all these like dimensions to it and it's so easy to get lost and turned around yeah. and because you can't fast travel like you really will get stuck in a spot like i had a few nights where like i was grinding like out like collectibles and you know like little database things and like i got stuck and i'm like well i guess i'm done for the night because i really don't feel like beating my head against how to get out of this yeah so, it's it frustrating I've had a few moments where I would open up the map and like study it as yeah. if it was a like a, a jigsaw puzzle that's missing a bunch of pieces, and I'm supposed to just imagine how these things connect together because uh-huh. the map does not help you in that way. Yeah. And for a game that I still think like ranks is one of the absolute best this year, sure. it it has these flaws that are like so annoying that it's like when we have this conversation, it's like the first thing that come up about Jedi Fallen Order. I'm just uh-huh. like I don't think about like hey, the opening for that game was awesome because you're looking at a very star wars universe Uh and you're ingrained in it like there's so many good things about this game 
but then it's these fucking contrivances that I have that are just like, but I don't know. Maybe that's my personality there, but I, I, I think it, I think it hurts it from being like this really stellar Star Wars game. I think it is a stellar Star Wars game. Like if you just look at like what it does for Star Wars fans and the universe, like all the components it brings together. But I think as a game, like this is why like it kind of mm-hmm. falls out of my game of the year list and all this other stuff. Entirely? Just, like out of my top five. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. No, it's it gets it gets an honorable mention, but like it just like there are so many things that like probably could have been fleshed out if it had a little more time. Like, because mm-hmm. it does feel like kind of rushed in ways. Like maybe they could have done like a little more for like the map design or level design, or like the game is like perpetually broken. I mean, every time I've walked in on you playing it, you fall through the level. Like the game is broken as like, fuck. You so like fall through the bottom of the universe in a galaxy far, far away. And like you're gone. today. Okay. So I was leaving Dothmere cause I'd cleaned up, but I got a hundred percent and I was going back onto my ship and it kind of does this thing where like it signals like a uh, hyperspeed and you can kind of see like that happening from the, like the front pane of like the pilot seat. And I literally go up the stairs. I fall through the ship back into the level. And I'm like, what is happening? Like the ship is, I'm in between points right now. It's doing that thing where I'm fast traveling basically. And you're getting force gripped by the planet. And I died. And then I was like, cool, respawn, respawn. And it started me outside of the level again, like uh, for the last save point. But in the world, like in the actual Dothmere world where there would be a normal sky, I was still seeing like the hyperspeed sky, like as if I was still in the ship. So I go to get back in the ship and it wouldn't let me because it was still like processing if, if it was between points. So I literally had to like stop at a fucking, um, what do they call meditation point, hmm. reload the game and get back in. Bonfire. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Like, so I feel like the game really could have benefited from like another month or so of like QAing and stress testing and like kind of mm-hmm. patching to make it a, a good game to a great game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. So. I honestly like that. And that's, that's just for stability things. Yeah. I still don't think that would have solved some of the design issues that we're running no. into. It wouldn't solve the fact that like, hey, what the fuck? How come I can't fast travel back to my ship? That's a that's a huge feature that they probably would have to like bake out for over a, more months than I, what they got. You I know? truly don't understand it because it's not like it's not like Uncharted in the way where it's like you're going through these big levels that you're not going to go back to. Right. Like you're literally you're the, the point is to retraverse and Use your Metroidvania like abilities to you know progress further and deeper into parts of the levels you haven't been to before, but these levels are so big, and if the expectation that is I'm gonna have to traverse them fully each time, that sucks. Other games they let you fucking fast travel. Sekiro, Dark Souls, Hollow Knight, even like you have those benches, slant fires, yeah, whatever yeah, that sure. you can travel between. It's like I don't understand why they couldn't have used the meditation points in the same way that's a good point like they could have just done that that's a good point like just like dark souls 3 yeah anything hey man bad flow no go so that's what it is i mean those are my only main complaints with the game otherwise i do love it and i i really can't praise respawn enough like for what they did it's crazy that they made that game and like the amount of time they did and you know especially with like all the other stuff that was going on with like uh apex and like all this other stuff that they were working on like they turned that game around and they made an awesome star wars game for sure yeah but i think there was some pressure probably from like ea or disney to just get it out quick maybe yeah yeah maybe they they had a pretty tight uh timeline probably yeah. and we're just like hey this is good thing it's single player right yeah, exactly. <laughs> good thing good thing we're not testing this massive like multiplayer thing but yeah i i think it's a fantastic game mm-hmm. but uh sir there's a lot of other games out there in the world a lot of gaming things happened mm-hmm. and the gamers themselves demand that the safe room boys discuss yeah. the first thing it's not on our list by the way but we <laughs> need to talk about it we saw it today uh, there's a trailer. <laughs> there's a trailer out there for a new game coming out to Steam, and it looks fantastic. It is called I Am Jesus Christ. I woke up to this. It looks like a first-person adventure where you play as Jesus, 
just just doing doing his greatest hits from the Bible. <laughs> no, that's literally what it is. Like you do like things from the Psalms, and you're literally like turning water to wine, and like healing villagers, and like tending to people's crops. And like it's... the second you complete an action, it fills out like a section of the Bible, basically like as if uh, it's like an active quest log. You or remember something. when Jesus wrote the Bible yeah, <laughs> through his words and his actions? It's just you're just filling it out, amazing. Man. Which is actually a mechanic from Shenmue, by the yeah. way. You fill out your notebook as you go along, so that that's great. The the climax of the trailer is probably also the climax of the game where like there's this first person view of you on the cross yeah you got you, you, and you're looking one way at one criminal and you're looking at the other it's and a I'm first like, person crucifixion yeah that's um and i that's a tough thing that's a tough thing to have to write out for a video game yeah. um but you know what a lot of people are memeing on it pretty fucking hard but, I've, I've seen some good good jokes online my favorite joke being uh the the lag in this game is going to be pretty bad uh it takes three days to respawn yeah. that's so good <laughs> The the thread underneath the trailer for it was probably like one of my favorite things all week. Honestly, so that's that's all the game that I need out yeah, of yeah. that, right? But I it, it looks like it's supposed to be in VR. Like I'm not sure. All you see is Jesus's very white hands. Yeah, yeah. White Jesus. White Jesus. What's going on here, guys? What's well, going on? What, what is this revisionist history, y'all? Okay. Jesus was black. Jesus was black and Jewish. And Jewish. He was Jewish. Uh, we're, just, we're about to get canceled. <laughs> yeah. Fucking the, the Lifetime Christian Network or whoever the fuck is going to come after us and be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you don't know anything about our Christ. What? Jesus was white and he was ripped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't doubt that he was ripped. I don't doubt that he was ripped. Yeah. In fact, all of my imaginings at night are of him being ripped. But we don't have to get into that. Mm. I hope the game does, though. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, too. I want a Jesus dating sim. Oh, my God. I just thought of it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> what would you call it? Like Mary and me? <laughs> um, ooh, you're putting me on the spot on this. What's a yeah. good title for a dating sim with Jesus? Uh, ooh, just like Christ in me, you Christ know, me. Just something easy yeah, yeah. like Christ in me sure. or Christ in me. Yeah, there we go. Hmm. What do you got? <laughs> uh, how about love in the time of Jesus? Love in the time of Jesus. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, mm, it needs something to be really punchy, right? Sure. You know. <sighs> I don't think we're going to solve this on this podcast. <laughs> let's let's revisit it. Well, well, we're going to have to come back Actually, to it for sure. Viewers, at the end of the episode, if we don't have a good title for our Jesus dating sim, <laughs> then fucking cancel this podcast, okay? <laughs> All right. So I got a lot of news on here, my friend. Are you ready to dive in? Let's go. We got that big, big gamer news so big. We got 10 items on the list today. Whoa. Look the fuck Whoa. out. Look out, man. I've got 10 on that. I got 10 on it. That. Yeah, All right. Good. Number one on here, my friend, Persona 5 Royal releases in the U.S. on March 31st, 2020. Bad time. Uh, what makes you think that? Atlas apparently decided March was looking a little thin for game releases and decided to throw gamers a bone. Um, so I, I guess that's cool. I, I forget. I think it's already out in Japan. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. There is quite a few editions that are coming out for this as well. Uh, of course, there's the $60 edition, which actually comes with a limited edition steelbook case. That was pretty cool. Actually, my, hmm. my Persona 5 that I got had a steelbook. And oh, that, nice. was, that was just like the standard edition, which is pretty nice. Um, which tells you that tin steelbook or steel, what do you call them? Steelbook cases steel are pretty fucking cheap to make. I imagine, yeah. So there's no reason that any publisher should not give you a steelbook yeah. for every single game. Okay? I'm going to put it out of, there. Is it made of like aluminum or yeah probably 
Alu- al- what did they say? Aluminium? It's made out of Campbell's soup cans. <laughs> like, that's what it really is, yeah. you know? But it protects my game, okay? Yeah. You ever get order or, like, get a game from GameStop, and then, like, the moment that you get home, it's like, oh, fuck, the, the case is already warped. Yeah, or, like, the game is, like, not being held by, like, the disc, uh, whatever that is, the prong for it. Right. Oh, a Lucy? A Lucy, yeah. I yeah. hate the Lucy's. I oh, hate man. Lucy's, man. I hate Lucy's. Uh, you also have a eighty nine ninety nine edition, the Persona 5 Royal Phantom Thieves edition. Apparently, it comes with an actual the Joker mask okay. and a stand, in case you don't want to wear it on your face. Sweet. A collector's box, art book, soundtrack. Oh, the steel book case. See, that's cool. that's a linchpin for me. Nice. Uh, there's a $100 edition, which is like the same as that, but uh. it includes the game and all DLC bundles, plus six additional costume packs. If that excites you, awesome. There's that's some, that, that's yeah. too much game. It's already like a 300-hour game. It's a, Yeah, it's a fucking <laughs> thousand years. Uh, and then there's a $70 edition. Actually, I'm sorry. $69.99. Nice. <laughs> Ah, includes the game in the Persona 5 Royal Kasumi costume bundle. Ooh. So if that excites y'all out there, cool. I mean, Kasumi kind of excites me. I don't know who that is. That's the new character. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't pay attention. Okay. I, um, don't get me wrong. I like Persona 5. Sure. I do. And you I, never beat it, right? No, okay. never. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, never. <laughs> I love the music. I was uh-huh. jamming on that Beneath the Mask yeah. theme for... I'm You're a shapeshifter, man. <laughs> I'm a shapeshifter. <laughs> I pose masquerade every time. Um, are you going to pick up Royal? Oh yeah, this is what I've been waiting for. You've been waiting for this for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been on mad sale for like the last few months, and like there was a point where it probably went down to, like below twenty or maybe like ten bucks. And like, ah, I could probably get yeah, it. Yeah, it was now. on sale on the Black Friday but, for like ten bucks. But I really wanted this version. Like, I really yeah. just wanted all that content, like the new semester and the new character and everything. So, but like. Th- just like the previous, I think, like, Persona 4 did this yeah. uh, with the Golden Edition, all of this new content uh-huh. is at the tail end yeah, of the game. That's fine. So you won't get to it unless you get through 100 hours of Persona proper. Here's the thing. It is coming out in March, and March is a very, very heavy time of the year for yeah, games. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, like, I'm still going to be playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I think Doom comes out that month, and... Yeah, uh, Doom and Animal Crossing, uh, New Leaf, or Newer Leaf, is is happening on the 20th of that month. Animal Crossing, coast to coast. Yeah, coast to coast. <laughs> and then uh, in April, April 16th, we got Cyberpunk. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it's a lot like, of fucking game. The Last of Us slated for April, too? No. No, that one's that um May? that one's gonna be May. I okay, believe. yeah. So so even still, like that's that's a lot of fucking games. Of games to to plunk a hundred plus hour Odyssey that already came out in 2017. Yeah. It's like I'm probably not gonna make that like a high high on the list of priorities. I mean, I'm I'm that, into it. I kind of want to get the Joker mask. I can have it for like yeah. my masquerade balls that I go to in the city and just get a little crazy with it. Can we talk about that? Oh no. Okay. After dark, we'll talk about it. <laughs> the fetish culture through video games. Here's the thing: like, I know the people who already bought the original edition are probably going to buy this and replay the fuck out of it. Yeah, because, like Persona diehards are diehards. Yeah, for sure, so. for sure. But cool, cool that they're, they're probably going to pick up like the special editions. Da, 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 da. They have yeah. that out there. Fantastic. Number two on here. Sure. If you have ten thousand dollars laying around, Daniel. You can actually buy SilentHill.com. <laughs> this is a true fact. Okay. okay. As reported by ComicBook.com, uh, Konami has let the domain go on sale. And they've had it on sale since the summer because they're never going to make another fucking Silent Hill. Yeah, 
you have it's to swallow on, that. It's been on sale since the summer, and we just are now finding just out about nobody it. Nobody noticed. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so for just 9,835 smackaroos, you could own the site and flood it with your own monster porn if you wanted to. <laughs> wow. Are you like, what? Isn't that the saddest thing? I, as a horror fan, I can't imagine anything sadder than just like, what if like Capcom Wednesday was like, oh yeah, you can buy ResidentEvil.com for fucking like 50 bucks. And it's like, what happened? There's no Resident Evils. That's I don't just, want to live in that world. It fucks me up to think that Konami just abandoned it like that. It fucks me up that Konami. Yeah. Full stop. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on, man. Like, honestly, that's one of those things where I... Oh, I hate publishers. I hate them because it's like they're never going to do anything with this property again. So why not sell that shit off to someone that's like... We got a cool idea. Uh. Hey, you know how Resident Evil 2 remake was the fucking hotness? What if we revisited Silent Hill in the same way? That would that would do well. I think it would do well, man. It's not going to like, you know, be gangbusters, but I think it would do all right. Did they hear Konami just be like, Pachinko's the only thing we're going to do with this? That, that really that. fucks me up. Because like Silent Hill, it is a very like well-loved video game franchise, like for all of its blemishes. And, mm-hmm. you know, I... And obviously, it didn't march forward into the newer generations of gaming because they gave up on it. But like, there wow. was potential with Kojima and you know that Norman Reedus treatment with like PT and Sound Hills. Know. Fucking Kojima, get your nine thousand eight hundred thirty-five bucks that you earn from fucking <sighs> Death Stranding and buy that domain. Make this game. Make Silent Hills. <laughs> just make Silent Hills, just make man. It, dude. Or, you know, just make literally the entire game that Silent Hills is supposed to be uh, and just call it something else. Fucking, like, Spooky Mountain or Quiet quiet Lands. And then just make that fucking game and be like, there you go, Konami. Well, okay, so, well, just because, like, the domain is for sale, that doesn't mean, like, the IP is. Definitely not. So that's the kind yeah. of, that's the thing right there. So, yeah. like, basically a town in Wyoming called Silent Hill, this is your lucky fucking break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could use it to basically be like, okay, we're going to have, like, a reenactment of Silent Hill in our sleepy town and that's that's it oh yeah for like a little uh, every halloween they're yeah. like we happen to be called silent hill and then it's like we had we got some nurses dancing <laughs> in the background and we made we got some fog around here come on down to silent hill north carolina for some weird psychosexual fun be- <laughs> <laughs> sorry that got me good yeah <laughs> ah that makes me sad all right number Three, hmm. my friend. Darksiders Genesis costs more to play on Google Stadia for some fucking reason. Yeah, I caught this today and I was like, what? what? I'm sorry. Yeah, current list price for the Diablo-esque spinoff is $39.99 on Stadia. But on GOG, Humble Bundle, and Steam, it's only $29.99. What is going on? Polygon reached out to the game's publisher THQ Nordic and were told, quote, THQ doesn't comment on their price policy. End stupid quote. Now, if they put it up to a 4chan Reddit, yeah, they'd have something to say. <laughs> that's, that's about it. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, this is fucking stupid. Um, because it's it was actually 8chan, sorry. Oh, it was 8chan. It's even worse. Okay, yeah. It's, so here's the thing. Like, okay, GOG, Steam, those are digital do- storefronts. You're selling a digital game. It's not like you're getting a physical copy that's worth 10 more bucks. Like, what? I'm not getting extra content. I'm not getting anything. Actually, I'm, I'm not ga- getting Joker's Mask. What is this? This game is only coming out a day sooner on Stadia than any other platform. So it's like, okay, what? I'm getting... I'm paying $10 to have it, like, day one. Like, what happened? Exactly. You know? and it, It's it, weird. And here's the thing about this. <laughs> this is not a hard change to make, you greedy, stupid fucks. It is not. You literally go like, oops, there's a pricing error. It's actually twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Here you go. Actually, when uh, pre-orders for Steam were only twenty five bucks, oh. so 
the big question is, how do you justify that it costs more on Stadia? Well, how? they have to fund the Founders Edition, and that's how they're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> There's still some fucking pre-orders out there where they're like, um, I can't find my Founders Edition. How do we make up the difference for all these Founder Editions we haven't shipped yet? <laughs> oh yeah, we'll just charge $10 for Genesis. It'll be great. Is that Google's, that's going to be their fucking um, plan going forward? Make every game $10 more because we have literally 10 less gamers per every game. <laughs> like, what? what's going on here? Okay, so like, what are my options to just like, buy the subscription service or then spend 30 bucks on it or 40 bucks on it yeah oh so the subscription service is to get like um games in 4k and this is a audio podcast so i'm actually going to do quotations on 4k okay. it's <laughs> actually upscaling it's not legitimate 4k uh-huh. and uh, what's his name pete harrington or pete uh pete fucking herschel i forget anyway the ceo was just like you know beforehand and just touting that company line like every game's gonna be 4k they're gonna be the best on here and then it's like oh actually developers aren't doing that so oh. again like it's just little like rake after rake that they're stepping on mm. and then there's this where it's just like it's inexplicable <laughs> like i don't understand it makes no sense it's, I, I get like in the grander scheme of things it's like a small thing where it's like oh it doesn't make any fucking sense but it hurts your it hurts like somebody who was like oh i invested in stadia technology and this was supposed to be like a cool game that was coming out for it that mm. they announced with the initial like yeah shit um it's 10 bucks more what it's not a good look why is the thing why? So yeah, you you could actually get it without a subscription, from my understanding. But okay. I'm still paying for the game full price. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, uh, THQ. How about um, you d- just fix that? <sighs> There's nothing else to it. Like I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh well, let me think the, through their thought process, or maybe this is what's going on. Uh-huh. Maybe it's a little hard to develop. No, 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 dude. It's a digital fucking game. Lower the price. Yeah, that that's literally all you have to do. Fix it. Is you think it's THQ that's controlling that, or is that Google? I don't know, actually, yeah. at this point. But yeah, like, it's really weird that THQ was like, we don't comment on our price policy. So that makes me yeah. think it, it might have been more their, their ownership. Mm. Uh, that's weird. That's a weird one. It is a weird one, right? But the thing is, like, it sucks because like people are excited for that. And this doesn't feed into the initial good uh, hype for Stadia, which I think kind of had a weird launch. I mean, what has, you know? Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> like, how it, it has not been a good look. I, I would love to be a fly on the wall at those offices and be like, so what are the conversations happening, right? Like, how are they pivoting around this shit? I think, like, the the first day it came out, somebody, I forget who, at which publication had posted a video of it, but they were, like, playing it, and, like, delay on the inputting was so bad, where, like, they would press X to jump. Gene and Park. Was, like, was that who it was? Mm-hmm. And there was, like, a five-second delay. Yeah. And it's just like, that's not good. Well, what's weird is it's been inconsistent, right? Like, yeah. I've, I've heard some people are like, the latency is great. Like, there's no latency. And other people are like, I don't understand what's going on here. And other, yeah. So the fact that you can't even have like this consistent. We called that though, right? It mean, was yeah. always going to be that because it's dependent on streaming and it's dependent on your internet. Yeah. You're going to get some weird shit. Well, I'm excited to watch this fucking tire fire keep rolling along. Because it's like, I, you know, it's new tech and I wanted it to be this cool thing that like people who were excited about it can be excited. It wasn't going to be for us, but like, damn, 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 damn. This is not good. I got a number four on here for you, Kevin. Speaking of botched launches, uh, baby shoes never worn. <gasps> Battleborn is shutting down its servers in 2021. Say it ain't so. Pitchford. 
Oh no. That's this is his failed magic at play. It's sad. <laughs> the game has since been pulled from all digital fronts for purchase, and the servers will shut down in 2021, five years from its initial launch. Additionally, players will no longer be able to purchase digital in-game currencies after February 2020. Oh my god. So it's like a uh keep the lights on until we shutter it situation. Basically. Oh, they're what, what's it? Well, they're sunsetting. They're sunsetting the game. it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, this is um not a surprise obviously Mm -hmm. but i feel bad a little that's yeah i honestly feel like we've dunked do you have survivor's guilt (laughs) (laughs) what's happening here listen i didn't spend a lot of time in those trenches right like i i the beta i can't even tell you if i really picked up the game at any point did i I don't think you bought it. I don't think I bought it. I remember playing the beta and just being like, I'm kind of underwhelmed by this. I think I might have like, oh my God, I think I did buy it at one point and I went straight back to GameStop and I was like, hey, I want to put this towards something else. That's what I I did too, actually. I legit, like literally within the seven days, because I think I bought a used copy. Because there was plenty of used copies yeah. within that first week. Yeah. But I feel a little bad, right? Because, like, no developer sets out to make a bad game. No, of course And not. by all accounts, this is, wasn't a bad game. It was just bad timing and maybe some ill-conceived execution, yeah. right? That's what it comes down to. And the, the I guess the, um, how do you say, uh, the talk around it obviously wasn't positive the the narrative that's been going around and, and this is going to be cemented whether it's true or not is that overwatch killed this fucking game oh it for sure did right yeah but i, I think there's a few other factors to that but you know they they obviously were like banking on this uh-huh. and i feel bad for gearbox because i think there's still a lot of de- developers that were like rode that through and uh-huh. still put their heart and soul into yeah, that game and they have to watch it just die in a vine and become like a fucking joke on the internet that's sad. And keep supporting it till the end. Yeah, that's why I feel bad. That's all. It, yeah, it does suck because that was probably a passion project for a lot of people who were mm-hmm. like, let's make this kind of new genre of like multiplayer game. And it had cool ideas. Maybe they were kind of ill-conceived. Maybe they could have been fleshed out a little better. The idea of a fucking, what, first-person MOBA? Right. Basically, like, it just didn't play Overwatch well. wasn't doing that. No, that's no, what no, made this all. game interesting. Yeah. Like, they're trying to convert that MOBA kind of yeah. mindset into every session that you played. And, like, the art design was cool. The characters, like, there were a lot of them. Some of them were interesting. It just, like... <laughs> yeah, you're not going to win uh, with the, the whole collection, right? No, not, not the whole. Yeah, I, especially, yeah. like... You go from a game like that to Overwatch where you feel like each character in Overwatch actually has a part and it's cool... Uh, I think I remember the thing about Battleborn is, like, you started off with, like, a stock set of characters, and then you had to unlock more as you went. Correct. So, like, we didn't really even get to play as the full roster, because, like, I think we only unlocked a few in the beta. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what that full cast looked like. Um, I had friends who told me that, like, there's actually really cool lore um, in the game. And it looked like there was a lot of love that went into it. Um, it just seemed like it just... The campaign was pretty short. I feel like you went through, like, the same eight rotations of things, and that was kind of Yeah, weird. that's the thing. It, there, there was definitely a repetitive aspect to that. Uh-huh. Maybe that... Maybe that got better as you played as different characters, but like one thing that was really glaring for me was that the art style was just like a bit too much. Yeah. There was there wasn't enough to distinguish between like foreground, background, and character because yeah. it was all just this fucking vomited mess of color that was just like too much. Whereas the the visual style from Overwatch was so clean, mm. crisp. You easily understood what was going on, who is an enemy, who is not, yeah. who needs help, where you're at, where the point was. Very, very clean UI, where, like, Battleborn was just, like, a fucking, like, a, a chum bucket thrown onto yeah. the screen. I do, you know? really, I recall really liking the cutscenes, like, you had, like, character intros that were really cool. 
But yeah, yeah, like the in-game art was kind of like it wasn't my favorite on the eyes, but you know, it was no, it was an experience, and it begs the question: like, do you think like Gearbox is gonna ever take another risk like that and try and like make a new genre type game? You mean the the real question is: will they ever make something that's not another fucking Borderlands? Yes, I think the answer <laughs> is yes. They have. Um, I mean, Gearbox has a publishing side as well. Yeah. It, it's not like a huge thing, but they've done stuff like Homeworld. They did and- Bulletstorm uh yeah yeah that's a good point and you know stuff like that and i i think we'll see maybe if they're going to experiment again maybe it won't be gearbox themselves but they might like just get behind a studio like people can fly and be like hey we think this is a cool idea but Uh like you know go go at it but i think the answer is long term yes i think they every company wants to like start up a new ip and actually there's an interesting story down our list from uh the remedy yeah talking about the same thing about how hard it is to start a new ip it's a lot of money a lot of assets and time Mm-hmm. Like, it's so easy to build off of like a foundation correct especially like, current gen you're starting from scratch right you know it, so that that's a that's a tough thing and i actually salute any developer that takes that fucking risk uh-huh. and and it's sad when it fails right uh and i i i feel bad for that like i don't want to just sit here and just dunk on them like you should have known like no no one knows they uh-huh. you have an idea and you try your goddamn hardest through years of iteration and try your best to get something that's cool that comes out mm-hmm. the door and when it fails that fucking sucks but you as a whole team had the courage to make that thing yeah. and support it i i respect that so that, again that's why this is why the battleboard thing makes me feel bad yeah we i mean we've <laughs> joked about it so much so in much the past. Like, so much our, our baby right? shoes never worn yeah joke like uh, but it, but it's a different situation than right like aliens colonial marines that was a bungle that is a that is management fucking up that is poor leadership, that was poor yeah. implementation, that was poor resourcing, it was poor everywhere, yeah, like, and you could see it in every inch of that game. Whereas Battleborn, you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. I'm not taking on this, but this is pretty cool, or this works, or, yeah, you know? I feel like if they had done the same thing that they did uh, for Battleborn, for Aliens, Colonial Marines, like, mm-hmm. they would have actually had a good game there. But the thing is, like, they outsourced it, they ended up taking some of the assets and money that was supposed to go towards that game and put it towards, like, what, Borderlands 2? Mm-hmm. They reallocated resources. Uh, that the, these are the... Uh, the assumptions. The purported events. Yeah. We don't quite know. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, we'll find out if he ever leaves another USB drive at another Medieval Times. You know, that's a tale for another day. Why do you think I go to Medieval Times every time? I'm just like, what is going on with Gearbox? Like, I'm just like, I'm searching. I'm like, oh, another peanut shell, another fucking turkey. Like, ooh, here's a Randy USB. <laughs> but yeah, we, I don't know. I, I. But you're right, though. Like this one, it was like an either or situation. I remember for the sure. talk, like I was working at GameStop and people were like, what are you going to get? Are you going to get Overwatch or are you going to get Battleborn? It was never like, are you going to get both? It was never. like, either you're getting one or you're getting the other. But that that is, that speaks to all gamers. Yeah. Gamers want you to choose a side because like Battlefield, binary, Call of Duty. Yeah, like, binaries are so easy for them. And a lot of a lot of that is actually the fault of the gaming corporations. Because sure. like how they market is like kind of a versus style. They very strategically time when they're going to fuck over another company, right? Uh-huh. Like they, look at Xbox yeah. and play, PlayStation, the way they do their marketing. <laughs> for <know>? sure. <laughs> For sure. PS4's ultimate dunk on Xbox was way back in yep. 2013 when they were like, hey, by the way, this is how uh, game sharing works. And literally <laughs> hands a game to his friend. And they're like, haha, I wonder if our competition can do that. <laughs> you know? And so that's where those binaries come from. But um, is there any last words you would like to speak on this, uh, this fallen soldier, if you will? Battleborn, you speak to the... the- the doer in all of us, you know, you put your best foot forward, you tried, and you didn't succeed. And that's okay, you know? That's okay. Sometimes it's like that. But we salute the effort. 
Battleborn, could have sworn I bought a copy. Don't think I did. <laughs> <laughs> we salute you, Gearbox. Yes. Daniel, I got a number five on here for you. A new draft of the Metal Gear Solid movie has been completed. Solid. I'm actually legit excited for this. Director Jordan Vaught-Roberts revealed on Twitter that a new draft of the Metal Gear Solid film has been turned in, and that he's hoping to meet with a specific actor very soon. Uh, Written by Derek Connolly, Jordan says the script is, quote, full Kojima quirk and full military surrealism, end quote. Uh, casting info is scarce, but actor Oscar Isaac has expressed interest in the film. That'd be cool. Yo, I want that, actually. That sounds awesome. Could you see him as Snake? Yeah, I can. I don't I don't mean the fanboy too hard on the guy, but, like, I've seen him in shit like, um, uh, Ex Mahina, uh-huh. and, and, like, you know, when he does these, like, dramatic turns and shit, and I'm just like, dude, m- my guy can support a movie. Wasn't he in an X-Men movie? We don't talk about that, was but he yes, in... he was Apocalypse. Okay, I just want to make sure that that happened. <laughs> you're, I like that you're just like, oh yeah, we're, we're gassing up this ladder, uh, this actor? Hang on a second, let's see what the <laughs> shittiest thing he ever did was. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that was really his fault no, no, that not they decided to turn him into fucking Ivan Ooze yeah. and roll him out in front of like one of the worst X-Men movies ever made. But I, I think otherwise he's a phenomenal actor. Obviously yes. he does great work in Star Wars. Uh, I I would love to see him as, as solid stuff snake if he is that character like you know like even if he is that character right like i don't know if he's going for another role hell i don't even know what they're really adapting beyond the first game yeah exactly i don't know the arc they're trying to go with it is it really just supposed to be kind of a mirror of the first game and like setting up that world maybe i i think you need to take a lot of liberties to condense what is like a 25 hour story into like two hours that's digestible for an audience that a lot of people are going to be like, who the fuck is any of these characters? But, like, I think you could do a good job at, like, building the profile of who Snake is and then, like, the group that's opposing him. Right. You know, like, you could build Ocelot, you can build all those other characters around him. <gasps> oh, shit, what if he's Ocelot? That'd be pretty No, I, he's too young for it, I think. Hmm. Mm. I forget some of the other characters' names, but they're all based off of animals. Uh, Raven, uh, uh, White Wolf. I, White Wolf, yeah. I, it's been a while it, since it's I been played Part 1. It's been a hot minute, right? I've actually but, never played it, but I, I listened to a pretty, like, uh, comprehensive podcast about it once, and I was like, this game sounds dope. <laughs> I actually wish I had played it. Sounds like such a Seattle thing to say. Yeah. I've actually never played this myself, <laughs> but, but, uh, a podcast about it. but I listened to an entire four-hour podcast, <laughs> Deep Dive. Basically. <laughs> um, I, I think this, this movie... I'm actually legit excited about it. Uh-huh. I don't think this is going to be the one that like flips our opinion of all video game adaptation films, you know, but I, I have a lot of trust in this director because oh, yeah, he, for sure. he really knows video games. In fact, when he announced this, it was a part of this gigantic thread where he watched the new Black Widow trailer uh-huh. and saw her wearing her white outfit and was like, she looks ex- exactly like the boss from Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, and had a bunch of gifts of, like, comparing it and shit like this. Nice. <laughs> and then at the end, he was like, bonus if you made it through my fucking thread, uh, the script is done. And it was like, what? That's cool. <laughs> he is such an interesting figure. I, mm. I would love to sit down and hang out with that dude. For sure, actually. And just pick his fucking brain. Well, let's see. He did, like, the 31 Days of Kojima. I remember yeah. that. What has he done, like, script-wise and directing-wise? Oh, uh, directing-wise, he did Kong Skull Island. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and I think he did, like, a bunch of music videos. And he's done, like, um, commercials for... Uh, PUBG had a really awesome commercial, like, live-action commercial oh, yeah, that, that he directed. Yeah, he does shit. He did a Warframe one as well mm-hmm. that I, I think I remember. Oh, fuck. This guy is, should be the video game director. 
I follow him on on Twitter, and I like I really do like his presence and like the love and care that he has for this franchise. And that's the thing that video game movies need. Uh-huh. It, it needs to be in the right hands. It needs right. to be in the hands of people who care about it and want to see it formed and shaped in a different way. And my dude understands the medium, right? Like not just gaming, but film as well. Mm-hmm. So to have this fucking guy who was like basically at the precipice of both worlds uh-huh. and trying to like make something out of both. Fantastic. Uh-huh. I fucking want this movie. I want him to do everything. I mean, it just depends on like, you know, the budget mm-hmm. he has for it, the studio that's behind him for it too. Yeah. That's a, that's a very good point. Like, I don't like, know if it's going to be backed by like Sony production studio or, or whoever the fuck, right? Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be Legendary Pictures. Typically, he works oh, okay. with Legendary, from what I understand. Well, they typically put out some pretty good movies. Honestly, yeah. yeah. They put out Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Did you did you hear that one? It was directed by Jordan Bob. Well, they also put out Batman vs. Superman. Oh. Speaking of Kojima, we got another one on the list. Just because Kojima's in right now, and he's on the tip of everybody's tongue this month. He's surely on mine. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number six on here, Hideo Kojima reveals to Vulture.com that he's thinking of making... A Death Stranding sequel that he's thinking of making. It. Just thinking about he's got it. Thoughts about it. He was in the shower the other day and he was just like, "Ah, oh, what if, what if he was delivering like food this time?" <laughs> <laughs> Which you already do in Death Stranding anyway. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In a very candid interview following the release of Death Stranding titled A Video Game Auteur's Quest for Connection, Kojima reveals that he'd like to work with Norman Reedus again and that there is a possibility for a sequel, but he would, quote, like to start from zero. So that's kind of like, it's, I don't know, it's a nothing statement at this point. It's just like, okay, he's got the interest in doing it and obviously like keeping the IP going. Um, I do think it's like cool the idea of starting it from nothing you know but how would you do that really i think he i think he kind of said like if i did a sequel it wouldn't really like be a natural like just continuation of death stranding it would be like starting from scratch again with like mm-hmm. certain concepts and i'm like i wonder what that means necessarily sure um i i actually legit like it when like sequels come in and it's just like a complete about face mm-hmm. of what like the previous one was or like says like we're gonna focus on something totally different in the universe but it still like has a heart of it i wouldn't mind that like yeah. maybe maybe tell like an anthology story in the death stranding universe the cargo delivers you yeah the cargo oh my delivers god <laughs> It was just a bunch of humans on, like, a cargo, like, like a box's back. <laughs> or you play as the robots. They're squirming. <laughs> Ooh, an army of robots. Um, I don't know yeah. how Death Stranding wrapped out. I know you you beat it. Oh, I know the truth. So, yeah. do you think there is a setup for a sequel? Is it pretty, like, kind of one and done there? Uh, I don't know what the fuck happened at the end of that game. Oh, really? Like Were you just, I... like, blazed out of your mind? No, yes, <laughs> no, but, um, it... it I don't know, like, it wraps up the story. Uh-huh. I don't think it necessarily lends to this um, this continuing, like, okay, we have more problems that we gotta settle, sure. like, you know, or, or shit like that, or... I, I don't know. There are some elements that you can continue and carry forward, but, like, I don't think it as easily lends itself to a sequel like Metal Gear did. Sure. Right? Like, Metal Gear Solid 1 going into 2, it's like, oh yeah, this kind of makes sense. Like, pick up with Snake, like, five, six years later, see what's going on, what missions he's on. Like, unless it's just, like, part 2 is, Sam, it looks like London needs you. (laughs) You know? you're going elsewhere. (laughs) So basically, like, Sam's story in that version, the UCA is basically kind of, like, complete. Like, the the mission that whatever Dead Man sends you out on is kind of, like, complete. Like, it's resolute, and... He's kind of like doing his own thing in the world now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I, I don't want to spoil too much sure. about like how that goes, but like, uh, it, it's also like one of those endings where it's just like, 
it's kind of ephemeral. It's like, is this in my head? Is it? No, uh, it seems like it's heavy. literal, but like, what the, what okay. the fuck? Yeah, it, it, it's a mess. That's cool. <laughs> to be honest, I love this game. I think it's one of the best games, not only of this year, but ever made. Yeah. And that is not a statement that applies to every motherfucker that picks it up. Mm. That is the truth That's of it, right? It's not like we're like, you, you know, touching uh, like Bloodborne or or something like that. that where I don't know if Bloodborne's a good comparison. Give me a, give me a more universal game. I don't know, Spider-Man. Thank you. Spider-Man. It's not like picking up Spider-Man going like, this is fucking awesome being Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, no, people are going to like be Norman Reedus and be like, why is he wanking at me as he pisses? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's going <laughs> to that's gonna hurt people's enjoyment, right? Sure. Um, but I, I would actually, honestly, I would say that I would prefer that Kojima focuses on a different IP. Okay. You know, I know that, and again, we just talked about it. That's a hard thing to start from scratch. Mm. But I would be super interested in him picking up a horror game. Yeah, I would too. Like he's got interest game. in it. Yeah, he's been watching like horror movies, and I love the fact that my my, my man is literally like a uh, like a funnel for all pop culture. Yeah, and he just uses that in his art, whether it's clunky or not well in- implemented. That doesn't matter. At least it's fucking interesting a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, some of it kind of comes together in a clunky way, but it's just kind of fascinating to see it Ex- all there. Exactly. Yeah. It's like going into a fucking avant-garde art gallery you know you're just like i i think i might like this i'm not sure but you know i want to see him take on horror in yeah. the same vein i mean see my previous note i would like to see him fucking work on silent hills or maybe like yeah. a different horror ip with norman Reedus. like they're a cool team together like this game was awesome uh and yeah. like there's potential for them to do like cool stuff together totally agree maybe make that amc what's it called ride amc ride the game <laughs> amc ride the game it's just days gone with no zombies dude <laughs> Yeah, so I would say um, go check out this article on the Vulture. It's mm-hmm. a it's a good read, actually. Um, he talks about like isolationism in Japan and how oh, that kind of so, like I'm translated. Sorry, what one of the characters from Metal Gear Solid was called Vulture. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah no, they were all named after like fucking animals and like predators. <laughs> just basically. got it. Just got it. But no, it's a really cool read. He talks about how, like, a lot of what he got out of uh, Taxi Driver, like, Robert De Niro's Taxi Driver, really came into the influence for this game. What? Like that, yeah, that loneliness and isolationism. Oh, I was like, this movie, or this game's not Joker. No, 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 what not the at fuck? all. But, like, he... So, there's a line, I can't, I can't remember, like, word for what it, what it is, but, like, he's like, So oh. you're Mario, and I'm Princess Peach? Wait. <laughs> it was that way. one. No, no, he's like, um, in, in Japan and Japanese culture, like, it's it's lonely. It's lonely in this world, and, like, the, the culture that, like, we live in. And he didn't realize that after seeing that movie. He's like, I didn't know Americans, like, felt the same way. And mm. some of that, like, translated in this. He's like, I want to make a game about loneliness, but also, like, bringing people together. And that's kind of, like, his influence from it. You want to feel sad real quick? Yeah, sure. I read another article. I forget where the source is, so forgive me, everybody. But oh. Hideo Kojima was talking about the production of the game and that um, he didn't tell his mom he was working on this game uh-huh. uh, after like he left Konami because he just like... So he, he uh, was basically raised by her. Mm-hmm. I think his father left or passed away or something like that. And he was kind of protective of his mother in certain ways and didn't want her to like worry about this new big thing that he was starting with Kojima Productions. Uh-huh. And she passed away during development and so never got to actually know that he was working on this oh, game. Oh, that's sad. And he had one quote saying, uh, I like to think that maybe she's a part of one of the ghosts that you visit in, in this game. And it's just like, oh. 
yeah. I really like this game, dude. Like, oh. I know people, like, you know, make fun of it here yeah. and there, and it is silly. Like, it's parts goofy. of it are fucking goofy. It's obtuse, but, like, there is kind of something really enthralling, and there is a message there, right? And maybe we're, maybe it's, like, a little clunky because we're getting it filtered through, like, you know, somebody who was born and raised in Japan uh-huh. who was trying to translate and is influenced by way different, like, cultures, Media, mediums, yeah. right? But I really, like, I still see it sometimes. I wonder if that plays into, like, the opening moments, mm. you know? spoilers i think we talked about it before but like the moment where like sam is like delivering his dead mother's body and like right. feeling the weight of that like as he's traversing across the world and then the whole game you feel her presence yeah like, the whole game revolves around like you know his mom and his connection huh. to her and the mission that he uh or she puts him on yeah that i just wanted to point that out no, i that... really i really like this game and i appreciate when an artist is able to like put himself in and his experiences into a title like that so agreed yeah. no 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 it's, it's really really cool Okay, number seven on here. We got another one. Sony announces new state of play for Tuesday, December tenth at six a.m. PST. What so the set fuck? set your alarms, brew your coffee, gamers. We're getting some news at the crack of dawn. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this would be the earliest state of play to date, with many speculating it is to hit Japan, Europe, and North America as early as possible to hit major publications simultaneously and earlier in the day. The big guess is that Resident Evil Three Remake will be getting a debut trailer reveal. I don't think Capcom's making that. You don't think they're gonna make that? You don't think they're gonna make that? I mean we're gonna go into it a little bit more on the next item, yeah. but like that's that's what people are speculating for sure. I I think it's a it's an of course situation there. Honestly, I would be fucking flabbergasted if RE three is not debuted at that show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they say it's gonna be twenty minutes long and they're not gonna be announcing any next gen plans or showing anything off that's mm-hmm. gonna be next gen related. So I like that they keep on prefacing every single sure. state of play <laughs> with that. But like I wonder what else they're debuting or showcasing there like there seems like such a like a a force and push for them to get it out like early and like make it happen and make sure everybody can cover it Mm -hmm. like what what else could they be like having in their pocket there i don't know maybe what if it just was re3 re3 honestly would be a big enough game to cause some waves right it's already causing waves from the leak yeah um and the whole positioning at 6 a.m so it can be more of like an international broadcast almost kind of hints to me that that's a japanese game they want to let japanese audiences know like yo a new biohazard's coming out Mm -hmm. you know that's gonna be big for sure otherwise like i don't i don't know what else it could be like i remember um i think kind of funny was talking about it insomniac has been teasing resistance related shit for a while oh and not that there would be like a new resistance game but probably a remastered collection um i mean that would be something to do since they recently acquired them Actually, that almost sounds like a duh moment, right? Oh. Like, oh, yeah, that's probably exactly what's going to happen next, right? I, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Are you? Is there anything? Again, I, I can't even guess what the fuck State of Play is going to have. It's going to be a bunch of games I don't care about and then, like, two that I really like, you know? Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Like, yeah. here's our v- VR sizzle reel. Here's some, like, cool weird right. shit that you might pick up or might not. Or, like, uh, a reminder, like, oh, yeah, Neo 2 is coming out in, like, three months. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks. You know, <laughs> like... Um, I mean, yeah, there's a likelihood that we'll get more Neo, Neo 2 stuff. Uh, I wouldn't mind if we finally got, like, more on, like, Ghost of Tsushima, maybe, like, a little update. Because we haven't heard shit about that in months. I mean, it is the end of year state of play, yeah. right? Why not? Why not going out on that bang, right? Because mm-hmm. now people are, like, kind of weird about, like, the release date since Last of Us got pushed. Yeah. So where, where does it leave Tsushima? Like, and it's a good question, right? Mm-hmm. Where does it leave it? Are you planning to launch it? tail end of 2020 and then the question would be like if it's coming out for ps4 which like they announce it's ps4 yeah uh you have a new console coming out what the fuck <laughs> you know so it's it's confusing i could see other things too i could see them maybe finally doing a full push for dreams because that's supposed to come out next year um i could see that maybe 
if it's ready at all, like the control DLC, maybe like promoting some of that. I don't really know. Yeah. But there's possibilities. We'll see. I mean, by the time this, this episode comes out, like people will know exactly <laughs> what's going on. Check us out and at Save Room Show for me to fucking yeah. literally just uh, social media blast nothing but Resident Evil oh, 3 yeah. over and over Yeah, you're going to do, f- do that so much. Oh, it's going to be so fucking good. Um, everything there, there was another leak that kind of happened um, that I, I probably won't get any hype for um, State of Play. Uh, there's potential for it to maybe get more like hype at like uh, the Game Awards. I don't really know. What could it be, Daniel? We'll see. Um, but Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC got leaked. And um, this was a big one because like they announced this a while ago, but there really wasn't anything else like followed up with it. And it, yeah, it got leaked during the week. Uh, the trailer got pulled down, but that wasn't before. Like you know, people got a lot of details out of it. Yeah, a lot of characters are in there. We got Final Fantasy characters showing up. Um, they revealed that Kyrie is going to be a playable character. Um, huh. It looks cool. I don't really know that I'm going to jump into it, um, but it's set to come out uh, on February 25th, 2020. Uh, for Xbox One, and then it's going to come out uh, in January for uh, PS4. Uh, guys, Kingdom Hearts 3 spoiler, so shut your ears off. Didn't Kyrie get fucking Han soloed at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3? <laughs> like, didn't she get like a keyblade through her fucking chest and then exploded into nothing? <laughs> yeah, but then she came back and Sora like disappeared into the darkness. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. that's the whole thing? He's going through this fucking shadow sphere to get his to get his main squeeze maybe back. maybe it's Kyrie's journey to to bring him back maybe she's gotta you know reunite with some final fantasy characters to to bring sora so home. it's it's yuffie it's uh leon slash squall yeah. and uh who's the other one i think is coming in some guy no 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 so it's uh Aerith. oh Aerith. there leon and yuffie okay um, the official quote here from Kotaku, remind the other tale that unfolded during the climax of Kingdom Hearts 3, determined to rescue Kairi, Sora travels to the Keyblade graveyard a short time before the final battle was to take place. Lacking a corporeal form, he traces the hearts of the seven guardians of light. Through experiencing their personal battles firsthand, Sora is about to discover truths that he has never before imagined. Oh. So it's going to be more hearts, more darkness, more Mickey. All right, More fun. you already know I'm a, I'm on the out and out with this. Sure. I I forgot that that game came oh, yeah. out this fucking yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a short list of games that I totally fucking forgot yeah. that came out this year. That it was that one, and then like what else? Devil May Cry Five. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So and that that'll piss off a lot of people out there. I'm just like I don't give a shit about DMC Five. It yeah. fucking sucked in my mind. Anyway, but <laughs> yep. So we'll, we'll see how this. Are one... you gonna play this? That's my question. It depends on how much it drops. At. I don't know what the price point is. I mean, you have the game still. I like. have the game still, yeah. Like, All right, well. I, I could be interested in it. We'll see. We'll you see. should stream it. Keep us up to date. <sighs> I don't know. I had trouble streaming Kingdom Hearts 3 in the first place because it's like, it's a lot of cutscenes and narrative and dialogue. And it's like, you don't want to talk over it. And like, I was like trying to take some of it into. I'm like, what's happening? So like, I'm just kind of watching along. Mm. Just kind of making like little stupid jabs on top of it. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, this comes out on uh, January 23rd, 2020 for PS4 and February 25th for Xbox One. So pick it up if you're interested. <laughs> if. <laughs> That's a big fucking if. I know. All right, Daniel, I got a number eight on here. We mentioned it before, and I am excited. Hail Capcom. Hail the King. Resident Evil 3 has been leaked on the PlayStation Store. On the last episode of The Save Room, <laughs> we, we reported that Capcom is not only remaking Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, but it's coming out as early early as 2020. Well, now we have some supporting evidence. Cover art for the remake was spotted on the PlayStation Store by GameStat, a site that scrubs publicly accessible info from Sony's API. 
it's just amazing what websites exist out there yeah right and which are for sale like silenthill.com uh so closely resembling resident evil 2 remakes cover the artwork features updated designs for jill valentine carlos Oliveira, and a grosser version of nemesis the tyrant class beast that chases our heroes throughout raccoon city the game is simply called resident evil 3 in western markets while japan has two titles biohazard re3 do they know what re means and biohazard re3 z version now z version is likely japan's uncensored version of the game given that re2 also had a z version in the east that's true they're they're dropping the nemesis subtitle yeah okay it makes me sad a little bit i mean by now we should know it's cleaner yeah (laughs) <laughs> drop the the yeah fucking justin timberlake comes in drop the nemesis <laughs> many internet commoners figured re3 was set to debut at the game awards but jeff i know kojima keely <laughs> squashed that on reddit ama jeff i was a hologram <laughs> keely <laughs> quote there are no plans never were to do anything with resident evil 3 at the show a lot of these leaks are completely wrong nothing about our show has leaked as of this writing and then you already covered it it's probably going to show up at sony's state of play and also jumping off of what uh, mr keely's words were they're going to have 10 brand new announcements whether it be expansions or brand new games at the game awards which happens on december 12th that's really cool what could it be? That's the only reason I tune in, because who gives a fuck about the rest of it? Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> probably, like, last year they did uh, the Joker announcement, so I can imagine there's more Smash announcements. Maybe. Yeah, because for that second uh, tier of DLC characters. I want Leon and Smash. Le- put Leon and Smash. Leon Kennedy and Smash. If they have another Square Enix character, I'd be like, come on. You already have, like, fucking, like, three of them. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. We need another Capcom joint that yep. isn't Street Fighter. But otherwise, like, I really don't know what games could be announced. I'm trying to think of, like, any recent acquisitions or things that, like, could be there. I've been waiting forever to hear about that new Aliens game. Yeah, we talked about that last year. like Fox Studios or whatever company that Fox owns. Oh, I guess they're owned by Disney now, huh? Uh, They were working on this multiplayer shooter. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is that? What does that look like? Give me that. And we thought it was going to happen last year, right? Mm -hmm. All the teases for, like, worlds will change. And everyone was like, that's Waylon Yutani's slogan. No, actually, they say building better worlds. And it was literally just like, uh, worlds will change. Uh, I don't know. I guess we're going to get all these three heads from each gaming studio together. Did your world change? Two of them are gone. Two Two of them are are gone. So he was right don't show up at keely's show <laughs> your career will be over just keely's a soothsayer um i don't know maybe we'll finally get you know some of wb montreal's quarter owls but i don't know if they'd want to control that a little more themselves. I, I i think where we're at with that one even though they tease some shit out this year i think they're gonna save that shit for e3 yeah for sure i feel like that's for sure you think that's a next next gen game Ooh, good yeah. question um I want it to be, yeah. honestly. Like, do we need another Batman this generation? Like, we've, we've, well, actually, we, we only, only got, got one. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah. I don't know. I would be, I would probably be more excited if they're just like, Court of Owls will be a launch title yeah, for that'd the be cool. PlayStation 5 and Xbox, whatever the fuck they call it. Mm-hmm. Spence's, Spencer's magical yeah. Xbox. Yeah. So that would be cool. But I, I, I want to see more of that Harry Potter RPG. Yo! Like we haven't heard shit about that. Where the, of the lake. fuck is my Harry Potter game, dude? I'm getting I'm getting hot up now about this. Who's, shit. Was that? It was forever ago that they le- leaked that footage. Who's working on that? Was that WB? It's supposed and... to be WB. I don't know which WB. It's just just WB Games. It, I, I forget who it is. Oh, I forget. Who. Yeah, no, it was the people who worked on um. Oh fuck, not Skylanders, but 
Oh, wasn't it? Um, it was a studio called Avalanche Games, not to be confused with there the studio go. that actually makes the Mad Max games yes. that WB already publishes. Yeah, different so, fucking Avalanche. So it was games. WB and Avalanche Games. God, what a confusing yeah. thing! Rebrand yourselves as the Harry Potter bitches. There we go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter bitches every time at every E three. Tell me that's not a good slogan. Mm. <laughs> what do we got for you? <laughs> Expelliosa, motherfucker. <laughs> So, otherwise, yeah. I have no idea. I, I don't but know either. going back to the news at hand, my friend, Resident Evil 3. This is a little unprecedented. We've had leaks, but it's always, like, just, like, ooh, somebody has a blurry screenshot of, like, a title or something. Yeah, or, like, somebody on, like, QA leaked something. Right. Like, <laughs> some, remember um, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider got leaked yep. because somebody had the fucking, like, name on a file, like, in a subway. Yeah, somebody took somebody... a picture of, like, their laptop. <laughs> That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, like had an open laptop and there was like, snap. <laughs> and then, yeah, but like if it was just like the logo by itself, people could argue like, oh, that's probably a Photoshop. All you have to uh-huh. do is add a three because it looks exactly like RE2's logo. Yeah. But no, dog, there is fully redesigned Jilly Valentine, uh-huh. Carlos Oliveira. And that fucking nemesis. M- ugly motherfucker. Okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. I don't know where I land on that. He's half really cool. Because he's got, like, caution tape and shit like yeah. that on his body. I think he looks grotesque, like, everywhere, especially on the face. But then there's one thing in particular that just kind of looks off. What's with your teeth? They're like, what's going on with the teeth? They suffered from the Sonic the Hedgehog syndrome. What's going on with those choppers there, <laughs> Nemi? What's happening boys. there, man? <laughs> you chewing up some uh, some carrots? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> they're, like, they're too long yeah, and they're, they're very too long. clean. They're so clean. Like, they polish those suckers, right? I imagine the umbrella scientist that's in there just, like, fucking getting in there. Like, <laughs> just chiseling oh, it like the yeah, best. Yeah, chiseling away This is gonna be my it. finest work. I'm fucking making David. Right Somebody here. walks in and goes like, damn, those are some long teeth. <laughs> Calcium, bitch! And then, like, walks out. <laughs> but I, I want to see him in action, right? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think we already have a perfect mold for how Nemesis should work from what they did with Mr. X in uh-huh. RE2 being relentlessly hunted down while you're just trying to put cogs and clocks and fucking yeah. use some herbs is scary as fuck but i think the ai is going to be a bit meaner with nemesis oh undoubtedly yeah, yeah. undoubtedly especially for like if he's following her the whole game you're gonna to have to make that very dynamic it can't just be the same thing that it was in resident evil 2 right I, I guess the big question in my mind is i mean it's showing both characters on the fucking cover yeah. do they have dual campaigns is because that would be a revolutionary change to what the original nemesis was which yeah. was like carlos shows up and you only play as him for like an hour or two uh-huh. he is like a little side quest character but it's all jill valentine but then the question is man we're getting a this this is coming really quickly after re2 remake so does that mean it's actually like oh no you kind of switch between both characters in the same campaign and that's why it came out so quick rather than having two a like an a means it could be that it could be kind of maybe what they did with like resident evil zero Oh. Yeah, I know that's not like very favored, but no, like, but I know what you're saying. The yeah. zapping system. Yeah, I mean, like, it could be interesting to say, like, hey, Jill solves puzzles over here, and then like I switch over to Carlos to like do this. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I'd be like, oh, why not do a little multiplayer in this bitch? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, you did say that the campaign is like considerably shorter, considerably shorter than Resident Evil 2's campaign, so, especially in consideration for like it having you know multiple scenarios uh, in RE2. I mean, they could easily make an a and b campaign for them it's it would blow my mind it's not that long and it's like they already had all the assets kind of there they had the engine they could have been working on it simultaneously oh i i think that's a that's that's a like of course a given yeah. that they were working on it for like a while i, I just wonder if it's the same team or Maybe. or like what's going on in order to like get it out this fast but i mean that's kind of crazy to think that they 
okay, consider that maybe they have three Resident Evil teams. They have the one working on Resident Evil 2 and the DLC for that. They have RE3, and then they have fucking um, the, the Resistance. Project Resistance team, which That's actually, crazy. the name, uh, also a part of this leak, it looks like the there's a new name for that game. It's oh, just really? called Resident Evil Resistance. That's cool. Which, I can hang my yeah. hat on that name, okay? You ain't gonna get me walking around trying to explain to people that Project <laughs> Resistance is somehow, mm. like, related to Resident Evil. No, for no, sure. no, no, no. Thank you. Good branding. Good branding. Um, how do you feel about the other character designs, Jill, Carlos? I kind of like them a lot. Now, I know people are just like, dude, Jill just looks like fucking Laura Croft from, like, the, yeah, she does, the reboot of Tomb sure. Raiders. She does, yeah. But we need to, I need to see the full outfit. Are they going for the skirt again? Because, God, you gotta go for that skirt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe that'll be kind of, like... I mean, it's iconic, but it's maybe iconic. it'll be like a unlockable costume or something. Oh, give her her original fucking stars yeah. outfit as an unlockable costume. If you don't do that, this game will fail. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really like her new design because like the, 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 the kind of like convention that they have here is that this is a remake. So it's almost like, what if a movie had to like recast the characters? And yeah. That's what it looks like. They recasted the characters. It doesn't look like exactly like the 1999 model. And, you know, to be fair, 1999 model, she's just wearing a fucking tube top and like, uh, like a skirt mm. and it was like yeah that's how you sold games in 1999 yeah. but now i like that they've modernized and grounded these characters and carlos looks cool too he does yeah he's got his shaggy hair and shit and i forget who the you might have mentioned it who the um the actress is that they got for her uh for her jill yeah no i don't know who that okay no. maybe we were just talking about claire and how they casted like a oh they, they cast like a brazilian actress yeah. i believe and and uh she was good she, yeah no she was great she's fucking great i loved i love the performance from claire in part two yeah it was awesome um but yeah i i'm just super curious to see footage from this game what are you doing a little different and if you're not doing that much different i don't think that's a bad thing you did such a great job capcom with yeah. part two that if you just give us like more of that goodness that's awesome because think about the the uh consistency of resident evil games like five was very different from six yeah six was very different from seven it's kind of nice if they're doing these remake side shoots like we were talking about and still focusing on like doing their shit with whatever part yeah. it's going to be eventually i'm fine with that i think they're doing something like really fucking cool here they're delivering this modern masterpieces that are true to the original and then like probably like what they wish they could have done back then like you know they talked about r2 like we wish that this was our vision but we didn't have the tech for it oh yeah, yeah. absolutely i'm actually super cur- yeah that's a fantastic point yeah what do they feel they couldn't accomplish with nemesis back in the day yeah. you know so let's see but okay quick quick point before we move on like when do they pump the brakes you know like when it, what is going to be the last remake like are they gonna keep going are they gonna double back and do God, one you got, you got these good ass questions well, I mean, and i, I think well, we we've it's talked not even like we before. haven't talked about it a thousand times because we've literally talked about this remake on the last like three episodes i know i know we I talked know, about their remake track so you know i mean do you want to see them continue with like four or five when do six? they stop right yeah. yeah and i think that for a lot of people like three well after three it's four you know it's like actually they could revisit code veronica I'm less excited by that prospect because Code Veronica is like not one of my favorites, sure. despite you know starring my bay Claire. But but what if they do it different? What if they like kind of spin it? Exactly. Like what if they actually fucking refine it into like, hey, let's take out the goofy elements of of Code Veronica and the stuff that really just hurts the tone uh-huh. and make it a really la- laser focused horror experience. Because there's some shit you could really pick up and and drive home with that. You know, there's a lot of interesting creature designs. The setting was kind of interesting. City. The setting was very much horror based. There's a lot you could play with there. I wouldn't mind if they stopped there, though. 
Yeah. You know, I Don't feel like four. I feel yeah, I feel like four came in and ushered this new era of gaming and influence. Like you talked about it with me the other day where like Resident Evil Four was responsible for so many like god tier levels of like third person games. Correct. We wouldn't have games like Gears of War or even Batman Arkham. Yeah. Uh without Resident Evil Four. It really did have this ripple effect on the industry that I think a lot of people might have overlooked, but game designers very much paid attention yeah. to what Resident Evil Four was laying down. And like, yeah, it would be cool to like, make it modern, but the thing is, like, that game's been ported to death. People have not forgotten about Resident Evil 4. Correct. We get it, like, once a year. Like, just Correct. leave it alone for a while. And I think, <laughs> um, it's gonna be, it's, the thing is, the tone of RE4 isn't straight horror, so... It's like it, horror camp. It's gonna be tough to remake that in the same vein as yeah. Part 2 and 3, because you, you can't just, like, throw some grit onto RE4, because it has some campy elements to it, right? Mm-hmm. Leon is an action hero. He's not a survivor character. No. He is, like, the fucking John McClane of the Resident Evil universe. Yeah, He's really. gonna kick down doors, break through glass, and make some quips. That is a very different tone than what RE2 was going for. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm, like... Pump the fucking brakes right there. Think about how you want to do four if you ever go back to four. Sure. Otherwise, maybe I'm fine with them doing the classic arc yeah. and just saying we're done here. We've di- we've came, we did our fucking job. Maybe we do some interesting experiments like Project Resistance and move on, please. Because like, what are we gonna do? We're gonna get to fucking remaking part five and then six. <laughs> and then like, six. It's, like, just, it's unnecessary. We went back and we remade part seven. It's twenty twenty eight. We were making fucking part seven again. Like, no, come on, man. No, I don't think that's the point. I think the yeah. point of these remakes was to contextualize these games in a modern way, and I think they're succeeding. And I think there's a point where like you really just like you need to do it to a point, stop, and then focus on your new arc of games. That's yeah, it. that's like really it. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But I'm super excited. Let's see what happens next week. Sure. With this shit, right. I got a number nine. Remedy says Control may not have top sales charts, but it's performing well. Come on. (laughs) And a developer profile published by GameIndustry.biz, which is actually a really good article. I suggest you go check it out. It's like the whole history of Remedy. Sure. So check out my article first. What do you mean? The Vulture.com one. (laughs) (laughs) i was like did you write an article (laughs) anyway remedy ceo taro vertala said quote control was developed in three years with a budget of less than 30 million pounds i think that's what that symbol means we don't quite require the same huge lifetime numbers as many other games with bigger development budgets therefore even though control didn't have chart topping sales right from the get-go We are in a good position with steady sales. We always take the long view here. Nowadays, the majority of sales for many games are generated over a long period of time in digital stores, and Control continues to sell well, which is good. End quote. Uh, Vertala also added, quote, In our industry, this is very challenging. New games come every now and then, but very few break through and become something special. It is, of course, still very early days, but Control showing good signs of establishing itself and having a growing fan base, end quote. I mainly wanted to point this out because y'all bitches slept on Control. You it's a fucking shame. should not have done this because it is one of the most fantastic games I've played this generation. For sure. Through yeah. and through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talk about games that, like, introduce original ideas and, like, fresh new IPs. And, like, this game is the It game. Like, it's really, really fucking stellar. The only thing is, like, it has the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order syndrome where it's, like, it could have been more polished. And granted, like, you know, it's a smaller team, less of a budget. They probably didn't have the time to, like, put in the assets and, and muscle into it the way they probably wanted to before release. But, like, 
you know, it's still fucking awesome. And I, I do want to see more of this game in this universe. I agree. It's yeah. rough around the edges, but it's such an exciting oh, yeah. uh, title. I, oh, I, yeah. I haven't seen that kind of thing in games in a while, you know? And it, actually, really since Alan Wake, that that weird, subversive, like, supernatural genre in a game, uh-huh. like, I really liked what it does with it. Like, And it's one of those games where its story doesn't necessarily hold your hand because it actually respects the audience. It says, like, no, you could probably piece this together, or you can go after, like, the bits of lore that you want to to figure yeah. it out. It's all laid out for you, but you can play how you want want go through how you want and i was in that same article they were talking about like we actually took some conventions from like rpg games where uh-huh. we were like we really wanted you to explore the what was it the house the, yeah the house the oldest house the oldest house like how you wanted to and how you want to tackle it and i think that's such an interesting thing and it it, it lends itself to expanding it you know i'm i'm still excited for the dlc i will pick it up yeah. right away and go back into that world because i miss it actually yeah I love it's, that game. it's one of those games i think about like every day for better or for worse every like day. i really do appreciate what it did and like you said the the rpg elements that were there were really special like yeah it's not like open world or like create a character but it's like uh you can tailor your jesse to however you want like it had like the little the modifications like different like weapon upgrades and you could do it however you wanted and that was really really cool Mm -hmm. yeah fucking control man it just sucks because like i think it was critically acclaimed but maybe not commercially successful and like the fact that we don't even know how many units it shipped or sold it's just like that's not a good sign let me let me ask you so why why do you think it just didn't like stick the landing with a lot of people or actually more to the point why didn't it get the right exposure i think initially it did like because it was definitely in uh in sony's wheelhouse for marketing like that first e3 it was hype there was a lot of cool swell for it i don't necessarily think that like people forgot about it but i don't think there was continuous push for it Mm. you know and like sony dropped out of e3 this past year there was no fucking um playstation experience and like i feel like it would have gotten continued exposure and like people would have been like oh yeah control's coming out oh yeah this is going to be a thing and i feel like when it did come out all people heard were like oh the performance issues are really bad Mm -hmm. i think that really stained a lot of people much like it did with fucking uh days gone yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, it's just unfortunate. Um, yeah, it just I it got really bad marketing. I I agree. I, yeah. I don't think it was marketed correctly, and I think it's one of those games that's very difficult to market because it doesn't like it doesn't appeal in that same easy way where it's like yeah, it's fucking GTA or well, it's like oh look, it's fucking Modern Warfare. Look, you shoot, 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 and you're done. It's like it no, like explaining Control. Like I wrote a review for Control. Yeah. It was very difficult to explain. It's like, a hard game. To like even guys, like, this process. is like House of Leaves slash Stephen King slash uh, uh, S something SCP Foundation. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That whole online thing of like cryptic research oh, yeah. and stuff like that 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 meta fiction thing it's all that in one and that's yeah. that's a hard pill to swallow but if like you're along for that ride it is so rewarding as like just a story-based product and gameplay as well like i just love that i game. would say even some of the performances like fucking jesse faden is awesome uh don't forget darling like i darling the, the performance by darling that you get throughout the game and like these videos is like it's really yeah. amazing like that i i want to see him i think he's up for uh like a supporting actor award at the game awards Fuck yeah and i want to see him win because i want to see him was, win that was probably one of the best all year but if he wins like they're gonna have all these fucking chads out there going like what what game what's is control this? yeah what f- is it like a pc game or something what is it you know i'm like fuck off yeah i don't know i look at games and i think what game had like probably the most interesting like narrative and art design this year and that's probably like at the top of my list like it has such an interesting design arc and like everything they try to do with it was like phenomenal but like you know 505 they're not like the biggest publisher maybe they didn't push for it the way they could have and like it sucks because 
Remedy has really cool ideas across all of their IPs. Listen, you know, I don't want to hang any brain too early here, you know, before sure. our uh, our uh, top 10 slash top 5 episode, yeah. but Control's definitely my top 5 for the year. Yeah, oh, it's in mine too, for, for sure. For, I mean, I bitched hard about it, but it's just because it had balancing problems yeah. and, like, parts of it just, like, weren't fun, but that didn't really take away from, like, the greater picture of it. That's true. Yeah. Again, Jedi Fallen Order, very similar story. Yeah, of course. Know? Right. All right, moving on, my friend. Last item on here, number 10. Riot Games settles lawsuit with a $10 million payout to every female employee since 2014. Wow. Now, strapping my friend. Noted as the largest settlement payout in California history for a gender discrimination suit, Riot Games is paying $10 million to every woman who has been employed by the company since 2014. Remind me, there's a caveat about that necessarily. Based on a written copy of the settlement, Kotaku writes that each lawsuit participant will be awarded an amount of the payout as determined by the employee's tenure and position at Riot. The plaintiff's lawyer, Ryan Saba, explained that the sum of money is especially large to make up for salary disparities between men and women at the developer. In 2018, Kotaku's Cecilia D'Anastasio published an investigation that detailed a toxic and unfair working environment where women at the company were consistently put at a disadvantage compared to their male peers. Cecilia writes, quote, Our report described rampant sexism at Riot, manifesting in its hiring and promotion practices and the bro office culture, which sometimes encourage harassment and gender discrimination. The suit, filed in November 2018, also describes how women at the League of Legends publisher were paid less than men in the same or a similar position, end quote. In an email to Kotaku, Riot Games wrote, quote, The settlement is another important step forward and demonstrates our commitment to living up to our values and making Riot an inclusive environment for the industry's best talent, end quote. To the company's credit, they have instituted several measures to curb sexism at its offices, including changes to their recruitment and hiring processes, promoting women to leadership positions, and leaning on culture and diversity consultants. However... Several employees have reached out to Kotaku stating that these efforts ring hollow given that Riot continues to retain male employees in senior positions despite them having contributed to the unwelcoming bro culture to begin with. Hey, how about we put a name to those accusations real quick? Scott Gelb, Riot's chief operating officer, was suspended without pay in December of last year for humping employees, hitting employees' testicles, also known as meat checking, and <laughs> farting on employees. The fuck? That, that's, Scott Gelb, that Scott Gelb is still employed at Riot Games to this day. Huh. Okay, he was suspended and had to go through basically sensitivity training okay. uh, for a while. And then he came back, I believe, after two months. This is pretty much who they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it it's tough, right? You're making positive strides forward. And on the other hand, it's like, oh, but this is the guy that we're talking about. Yeah. Or these are the group of people that we're talking about that made this to begin with. That's tough. And then the caveat about the payout is that anyone from the lawsuit who actually uh, took a severance package and left the company did not get any uh, payout uh, from this settlement. Oof. Yeah, so a few people, like, like one developer uh, was talking about, like, people were congratulating me, like, through, you know, online and stuff, but, like, let me make clear, I didn't see any of this money. <laughs> yeah, so let's just... Yeah, there's some caveats there. to it. Can I get your... I want to get your opinion on this, and the question here is, did you... Do you think... And we talked about this a little offline. Do you think that Riot Games came by this honestly, or is this one of those things where it's like, hey... Because, like, we're talking about positive strides yeah, forward, but sure. it's like, hey... 
they got caught. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think like due to the excellent reporting of Cecilia, like mm-hmm. this became an expose for Riot, and it was ongoing, and it definitely shed the company in a very very negative light. And like, okay, we're sure. caught. Like, what? How do we move forward? Yeah, no, I don't think it was done in the most honest light. I probably they would have probably kept doing what they were doing regardless took a lawsuit it, yeah exactly took a lawsuit or they would have been exactly like this to this day huh yeah exactly but yeah. um i do think it is important and good what they've done you know it's more caveats obviously but like you know to give these people payouts actually you know honor their work and make that pay disparity give them what they deserve and make the settlements happen like yeah that is that's good good on you there the thing is okay how are we moving forward if your chief operating officer is still there and still acting the same way and maybe he's the perpetuator of a lot of this behavior is that going to keep happening or is it going to be like how we talk about PewDiePie sometimes where it's like he comes into the media for a fire he does a thing gets slapped on the wrist he's okay for a while kind of subdues himself then does the thing again and we just kind of like let it keep happening like we can't let it keep happening yeah i agree <laughs> I, I it's a weird thing cuz i'm just thinking about like somebody like Gelb right yeah sure and it's like he had to basically be forced into like, hey, you need to stop now because like we're a part of a fucking lawsuit. Yeah. And it's like I have to wonder like what is his mentality? He comes back to work. Does he think in the back of his head is like this? This is fucking stupid. Yeah. Oh, I was I wasn't doing anything. It was just jokes, and that's usually the defense for this kind of behavior. Usually, yeah. It was just pranks, you yeah, know. We're just goofing around. Just, just having goofing a good time. around, and then some people just got offended. So you got to wonder. It's like if I was a woman working there. That would be exactly my thought process. It was just like, this is superficial. This guy did these things because he doesn't see anything wrong in it. And I don't give a fuck what kind of suspension you gave him. His mentality is already broken, right? Yeah. I do believe people can change and understand and like, you know, look back at their actions and say, I want to be better. Yeah, of course. But when it comes to people coming by these enlightenment moments, honestly, yeah. I don't think Scott Gelb got that enlightenment moment, honestly. He had to be forced I don't like that. I I don't know. I can't speak to his person or his character, but his actions speak to his person and his character. And like you said, like, I don't doubt that somebody could be rehabilitated, but it's like, I feel like people are going to walk around and look at him and be like, okay, that was forced. You didn't want to do that. You would probably keep doing the same fucking thing. Yeah. Like, you know, how do you crack a smile on Scott when you remember like, yeah, this is a guy that fucking farted on my desk when I was trying to have a conference call. Yeah. You know, like this is the fucking guy that meat, meat checked me in front of the water cooler. What kind of fucking behavior is that? Anyway, like, he should have not only been suspended, but he should have been, like, demoted or something. Yeah, you don't get... See, that's that's the problem they're saying. Like, it rings hollow because it's like, you've kept these fuckers that have not only perpetuated these actions, but actually fostered this unwelcoming environment in senior leadership positions. Yeah, you're keeping him in the same retented power. Let me make it very clear. <laughs> I don't know. That's not a leader. Mm-mm. If somebody is capable of those actions, they're not a leader, and they shouldn't be in a position of leadership. That's it. And there's a lot of dimensions to that conversation. That's yeah. hard, right? Because I do feel like it's one of those things where it's like, you, you can't condemn a person forever, right? We talk about cancel culture, for yeah. instance. And I think there's there's degrees to a crime. It's obviously if somebody is like a known gaslighter and definitely an abuser, it's like, that's too tough to give them a, rede- sure. a redemption arc unless their actions are consistent and have pr- like shown mm-hmm. an improvement of their mentality and what they're doing. Like when it comes to this kind of shit, though, I don't know. I'm. I, it's just suspect to me. Yeah, it's totally suspect. Like I don't know. Would you give this guy a rope? Probably. As not. in, oh, hang on. <laughs> not, not, not. I don't mean that <laughs> way. <laughs> would I give a rope to what? Uh, would you give him like? Uh, would you give him an inch? Basically, would you say like, hey, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt? I wouldn't fucking on. trust him. No, not it's at like, all. No, it sounded like leadership told you you need to go away for a while and then come yeah. back, right? Like what? And then, then again, it's like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you question? 
that leadership that made the choice to begin with that wasn't like, hey, we need to actually make a big example of you. They're just like, you're suspended without pay for two months. Ranking CEO of the fuck or CEO of the fucking yeah. company. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he was really hurting. <laughs> it, it screams of fucking like nepotism. Like he must have done some like very instrumental things in the company. Otherwise, he would have been. He's, he's been there like for that. eleven years, but, yeah. from what I understand. Like it reminds me of like what happened with um, Doctor Disrespect and the infamous uh, bathroom filming. It's like oh. he got like a two week suspension for Twitch, and then he came back and all of his stuff was like reinstated and it's like nothing had happened at all that's a weird thing yeah i like i i wouldn't i would be weary and then we'll see we'll see i mean we'll see going forward if if the stories keep occurring and and coming up then he didn't change and that's the thing like we got to give that the benefit of the doubt let's see if he changed let's see if their testimonial is still coming up you know my thing is and i'm circling back to it's like if you're the type of person that's fucking meat checking people in a corporate environment yeah you have no concept of boundaries. No, it reeks of like, um, and I hate to like paint it in this light because it's not everybody's like that, but like uh, frat boy culture, you know? Yeah, bro culture. Yeah. Is, is basically what, what was happening yeah. there. Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. And then on a greater level, it's like um, when you talk about the changes that Riot Games has been instituting, I'm always suspicious of a corporation saying like, okay, yeah, yeah, we know we need to make these improvements. And I was like, yeah, you had a fucking class action lawsuit against you, you did. You to did. make those changes happen. What would you have done otherwise? And the answer I default to is nothing. You wouldn't have done, you wouldn't have done nothing. Anything. If an article didn't make you look bad, you would have done nothing. Cause that's how corporations operate. Here's what fucks me up about it too. Yeah. They got their $10 million lawsuit and the recompensation of what they deserve. But, like, it's also, it's, it seems like they valued him as an employee more than they valued the work or status of these other people. And that sucks. That really Bingo. fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> why do you value the worth of this one man over these people that he fucking did wrong to? Bingo! Daniel hit it in one! Fucking, there's just, like, fireworks behind you. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying. Combo breaker right there, friend. So, but... We will see. I really do hope for the sake of the employees that are still there and for new ploy- new employees that are onboarded to this company, it's a different thing. I actually want to, I kind of want to tell you a little bit of like sidebar story. So at the company I work at, I don't want to mention, but you probably have an idea. You know, there was a prospective uh, employee on some other team and basically they were doing like the hiring loop and like sure. meeting people, meeting managers and figuring out like what the role is and whether or not they're a good fit. And they had a very interesting and I think very, um, very salient question. And they actually it was a request. They said... Yeah, I'd actually like to uh, meet, I'd like to have a lunch with one of the uh, women on your team, just by myself, <laughs> me and her. And it's because it was a prospective female employee yeah. that was coming on board. And I thought that was like, wow, that's that's <laughs> actually really, really smart of that employee because yeah. they want to figure out, hey, I know what, you know, <laughs> corporate America is like or just working in America as a woman. Yeah. I, know, I want to see what the actual atmosphere is for me as a woman is going to be on this team. And I think that's very, very, very smart. That's interesting. Cause it's like, honestly, I respect that move though. You know, Yo, it's like I, in a lot of corporations and big respect and yeah. women in lower level positions versus men in like mid tier to higher, like they're often silenced or put in positions right. where like, they feel like they can't speak about conditions of the workplace. Right. Right. It's exactly. Play, like and, and, and so it, exactly. That's a, that's a yeah. big power move right there where it's like, I need to figure out if this is going to be a welcoming environment for me. Yeah. Cause I'm, I don't want to waste my fucking time feeling like I'm a piece of shit on your team. Yeah. That is so smart. So that's actually my recommendation for all <laughs> for all women out there joining a workforce like that, especially in an industry like gaming, mm-hmm. where it's there's definitely notoriously disparities, toxic. notoriously toxic like that, for sure. Yeah. Hey, get that luncheon meeting, all right? Yeah. Get that luncheon. That's cool. And also make sure the company pays for your lunch. Anyway. <laughs>
<laughs> so, yeah, we'll see what goes on with that. But, hey, let's move on, my friend. Sure. Take me on a journey. Where do you want to go? Where do I want to go? I mean, we got a pretty big topic ahead of us. For sure. Unless you, I don't know if you want to take a minute to talk about what you've been playing. I already kind of talked about what I was playing. Yeah. It's not like a big deal for me to really keep going on about Star Wars, Death Stranding. I don't really have any more thoughts. So You have no thoughts in your nope. head? Oh, I didn't really get too much further in it. Beautiful so. boy with no thoughts. But yeah, I mean, let's just kind of keep like the segment short because like I feel like we're going to talk about Sony. We're going to talk about 25 years of PlayStation. We I are. Think there's a lot to like chew on with that. So I got a few things real quick. Sure. And um, I honestly want to save my Death Stranding impressions because I'm still working through the game. Oh, yeah. even though I beat you the campaign. Stopped. Oh, I love that game. got a sickness for delivery. I gotta deliver that cargo. Oh my god, I need to get those Legend of Legends ranks. That's what I'm focusing on. I'll talk about that real quick. I'm focusing on getting the Platinum, and one of the requirements is that you need to uh, get 20 Legend of Legend ranks per type of delivery. And there's five types of delivery. So it's 80. It's 80 Legend of Legends. Wouldn't it be 100? Is it 100? Yeah. Or is it four? Whatever it's 80. Yeah. Whatever amounts to 80. Listen, I'm not a math boy. I'm not a mathematician, <laughs> okay? I'm just a fucking podcast boy. That's fair. That's fair. I come in and I talk about people meat-checking each other. You know? Come on. Well, I'm the resident mathlete, so... There you go. I got you. Mathlete me, man. Yeah. And it's it's a bitch. It is a bitch. <laughs> um, because there's definitely... So you have to play the game on hard, but hard mode doesn't have any demonstrable effect on your deliveries just on the combat, combat elements of the yeah. game so like if you run into some ghosts or if you run into some mules and shit yeah it, it gets your back up against the, the wall because they take less damage and shit like yeah. that so it gets pretty frustrating but uh otherwise cargos are fine the only one that's really tripping me the fuck up are the time deliveries okay because they're super rare um and the requirements are typically like hey so say for instance like you have in order to get the legend legend rank you have to be like i need the premium version of this so you flip it on the main menu or like the menu that you're choosing the delivery and you say it goes from like oh you have 50 minutes 50 five zero minutes okay. to get through this and then it turns into you have 20 okay. <laughs> you have 20 minutes and then you'll look at the map and be like oh my god that is three thousand meters away. like in the end game is that really so bad like you got you know motorcycles and you could steal mule trucks and you have zip lines like think about where i am though uh-huh. i'm in the mountainous area sure. right now and i'm like i'm cleaning up on those like uh, timed okay. ones and when they pop up i'm just like oh no <laughs> so much can go wrong between there and there and i'm trying to do like you didn't build a road through the mountains you Come know on. what i did <laughs> oh yeah there's no roads through the mountains actually it uh, stops at a certain point oh that's wow. where it gets fucked okay. you can't keep you can't build roads so you actually have to depend on zip lines oh what the fuck and the zip lines are, they're fucking hard to get right sometimes because you'd be like, ah, oh, shit. You can only make them 300 meters apart. That's the that's furthest okay. away they can be from each other. And I, <laughs> it, oh, man. So what I did once was I saw that there was a delivery, a time delivery mission in one point. And then I was like, okay, where's the destination? Cool. I ran all the way to the destination and worked my way backwards setting up zip lines. And that was literally like fucking 25 minutes of my of my time just to get this delivery done in like two minutes listen we've all done crazy things for platinums before but that is that's method work takes a lot of a thought yeah it it takes mental discipline to deliver these fucking packages and my baby's crying little lou you don't know that but lou is crying named bb i didn't oh Oh, spoiler baby lou okay 
Spoiler. Spoiler. Whatever. No one's a spoiler. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm still enjoying the fuck out of the game. Sure. I haven't got to play as much of it this week as I've wanted to. Work has been well slamming me in the ass. Yeah. And uh, I've been tired and shit like that. That's fair. So, yeah. But I, I want you to beat the game, and I legit want to do a review episode. For no, you. I do too. I picked it up right after I beat uh, Fallen Order. I played it for like a good like three hours or three to five hours that night. And I was like kind of carving out the end of chapter three. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. I'm loving this. Like you go to these other areas, more mountainous areas, you meet more characters. And, like the story like starts like kind of going on like a clip. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this is dope. But like, I just kind of, I put it back down. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I just want a platinum Star Wars. But like after I'm done with that, like that's Death Stranding is my focus. Yeah, yeah, that's unless right. I have decided to fall back on Otter Worlds. But like, yeah, I want to beat it. I want to do a review cast because it's an interesting game and it's probably one of the most unique games all year. For sure. I'm still thinking about it every day. That's the thing. It's, it's a weird one. How could you not, man? Sometimes you look in the mirror and you're just like, do I hear low roar? Is that, is that low roar? That, that's legit what we've been don't, doing a lot lately. We've been so fucking serious. driving around listening to the, the Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah. well, it's not even the original soundtrack, but it's a playlist that somebody made and it's got so much low roar it's on so it. It's so fucking good. It's fucking awesome. I think Hideo Kojima actually made that playlist. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, if fun. you look, it's like playlist by Hideo Kojima. Oh, shit. And I'm like, whoa. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then he has all these songs that aren't on the soundtrack. It's crazy. He's like, mm. these are the ones that inspired me. Churches. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, churches. There is, is a legitimate yeah. church song on there, but there was another one that was like, this is not on the soundtrack. What are you doing, Kojima? churches finds their way in video games in such strange ways like i like video games do they like games oh yeah i know they do they do a lot actually i mean they make like indie electronic music and that's kind of fair enough yeah yeah i mean what indie artist doesn't like video games they did the theme for uh mirror's edge catalyst which oh i didn't really like the theme that is i'm a big churches fan i don't know i got i'm a sucker for female fronted acts me too yeah the other thing that I played, and this is gonna be this is gonna be real quick Make conversation, yeah, yeah. real quick conversation. Um, on a whim, a Black Friday whim, I uh, bought Shenmue Three. Mm-hmm. It was about thirty five bucks, MSRP sixty bucks, and I was like, you know what? I've actually been hearing some. good... I looked up a few reviews, and it was like eights and nines, and I was like, okay, wow, maybe this is actually like a gem, and maybe some people are just like not vibing on it in the right way. Because I was like, hey, I jumped into one of the most divisive games of the year, Death Stranding, and oh. ended up loving it. Maybe Shenmue would be the same thing, and uh, I've come to. <laughs> report that um shenmue 3 fucking sucks <laughs> and i'm i'm usually not that dismissive of the games i really listen man i was going the bat for battleborn earlier in this fucking episode yeah that's a weird one this but like one. this game i can't defend it it fucking sucks i i'm sorry it is so oh it is literally a dreamcast game with updated graphics Ooh. that is it it feels exactly like it did on the dreamcast down to the dialogue being so stilted and shitty it almost makes me believe that like they recorded the entirety of Shenmue 3 in fucking 2001 and just like held on to that fucking (laughs) those files right it sounds so bad I walk up to a fucking NPC in the game and I go I'm looking for UN and their response is not so much (laughs) what like, the game is legitimately, like, broken with some of its, like, dialogue. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. That's not Ooh. an a- adequate response to my question. Wait a second. <laughs> There's something going wrong here. I wonder if that's how it is in, like, the original voice work or if it's just, like, the localization. So, some of it, I remember being goofy, but, like, honestly, I played Shenmue 1, like, forever ago. It's not like I fucking revisit Shenmue every year. Yeah. But I remember really enjoying it as a kid. I just didn't expect it to be the exact same game that I played in, like, 2000. It's fucking insane. Yeah. So, what happens is, like... <sighs> Here's another factor, right? Other games have since bested Shenmue, not least of which Yakuza. Oh, Yakuza yeah. outclasses Shenmue in 
every way when it comes to playability, mini games, story, the world building, uh-huh. everything has outclassed it. Has has Someone's taken. Like they should have taken notes, right? Taken the DNA of Shenmue and just fucking went ham on it. And the expectation I almost had in the back of my head was like, hey, I hope that Shenmue learned from literally fucking like over a decade <laughs> of Yakuza games and said we want to do something similar to that. And the answer is no. <laughs> So what it That's ends up being with stilted combat, stilted fucking storytelling, an uninteresting world. You're mm. like an ugly village the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to fucking mostly children. For some reason, there's this one little girl that has an answer for everything. She Precocious little Here's one. another weird thing, dude. I walk up to a character and I was like, hey, I'm looking for this fucker. And they're like, oh yeah, he's, uh, uh, he's usually at work at this time. Uh-huh. Dialogue stops. You literally get out of the dialogue conversation. And I'm like, okay... And I'm, I'm wondering to myself, where is, where does he work? Yeah. I guess maybe I talk to someone else. No, I go up to the same character and then a line of dialogue goes like, hi, where does he work? And I'm like, no, no, this wow. isn't true. Why didn't you just keep me in the same dialogue tree? What the fuck is going on? It could have been pretty easy. I don't understand. So what ends up happening is because it's like a stilted snapshot of exactly what the Dreamcast game was, it ends up being a curiosity instead of a legitimate like continuation and, I guess, a rewarding expansion on the ideas of Shenmue. Mm. Some people are really digging on it for nostalgia value, and that's every review is sure. like, if you, if you really liked Shenmue, you'll really like this. Well, I don't. <laughs> so that's it. I like there's nothing wrong with nostalgia for nostalgia's sake, but like a game that came out, what, when did Shenmue 2 come out? Like 2000? Shenmue 2 came out like 2001, yeah. Yeah, so fucking 18 years later, you would hope that uh, this game would move the franchise forward. You really in would. Anyway. But, you know, I don't think it was produced and made the same way. It was, what, kickstarted? So, like. Some of it was kickstarted, yeah. It, no, it wasn't, it wasn't like Sega back. Sega yeah, exactly. published the, the first two. And so, uh, they, Shenmue 1 and 2 are like the most expensive games. That, I remember Shenmue 1 was like the most expensive game ever made at the time. Yeah, that's insane. And I'm like, how? <laughs> like, for this one, it's like, uh, this is definitely not the most expensive game ever made. It doesn't sound like you had any money making this game, so it kind of shows. But that, honestly, I have no reason to return to it. If you like it, you like it. I'm oh, not... so you just played it once, and you're just like, fucking I'm done. done with it. I'm wow. fucking done, dude. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm not going to waste my time, man. I got that's that's shit that I'm, like, more engaged with. I yeah. got too many games as is, so there you go. That's, okay. That's the update in Shenmue 3. Bummer. Go play Judgment instead. Honestly, yes. Please play <laughs> Judgment, like... 10 times over yeah. versus Shenmue 3. It's, it sucks too because like um, I'll keep this short but like Judgment and um, Yakuza like those worlds that world of Kamarucha is like very interesting and like the fact that this village or whatever that world just pales in comparison it's like you don't want to spend time in it then. No. Especially if the gameplay is like trash so. Yeah. <laughs> There's like not a single mechanic in that game that I was like oh this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like no. Not yeah, at all. That's a bummer. Done. Out. Get out of my fucking PS4. Yeah. You're poisoning it. It's making, yeah, you're, you're playing racing games sick. instead. Oh, oh, shit. I forgot that one, too. I bought Need for Speed Heat. Uh-huh. Uh, it was on sale because, like, you know, I like arcade racing games. Sure. And it's fun. I like my idea for a racing game way more. I know you do. I know you do. A f- man. 30 second game pitch, go. A JRPG <laughs> where the battles are you racing cars. <laughs> it is. How did you pitch it? Uh, I call it Persona Autolina. <laughs> It's not a a bad idea. It's actually kind of brilliant. And here's the thing. There's a racing syndicate, right? All the top racers are being flipped by some sort of demonic presence. And they're becoming like these these evil bad guys that are fucking ruining the city. And you got to take them down the only way you know how. By out-drifting them. 
Come on. I'm, I'm kind of into that. Come on. After the year we spent watching Fast and Furious movies right. and how much we love drifting. It's actually really inspired by Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Dope. <laughs> Come on, dude. Yeah, it's going to have a like, little slice of life features. You go to school, you go to high school, you <laughs> meet people. Maybe it's a little dating features, right? Oh, Who yeah. are you going to hook up with? Maybe uh, you date Jesus. Maybe you date uh, Jesus. We still got to come up with the title yeah, for yeah. that at the end of this. Uh, and and then at night, you're fucking racing, or you can take on deliveries, right? I'm going to deliver tofu, just like it's initial D. Make sure you don't rock the fucking car too much, because you don't want to ruin the tofu. Mm. Not at all. And you got to get there fast. So you can take gig jobs, or you can hunt down the fucking racing syndicate, and every time that you beat them... You you flip them to the light again. They're like they're a good guy racer. Like thank cool. you, man. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe like you get some like Dark Soul component where it's like, ooh, I get something that like makes me stronger. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, there's gonna be stats. So the more you drift, the more you drift is like you more you fill up that stat, and the more you fill up that stat, you have access to better better parts for your vehicle right because you have like one main vehicle that's your jammy Uh and like the more you use it or flex certain things like hey i'm all about acceleration and like going on straight paths the more you fill out that stat and stuff more i drift fill out that Mm. and then you get better tires and shit like that and then you can have like um custom presets for your cars where it's like "Mm, it's a nighttime race in the rain i need this shit yeah here's my preset okay i've been thinking about this it's a fucking racing rpg bro that's all you've been talking about i know i want it I want it so bad. But it needs that character work. Yeah. It, it has to have heart. It can't just be cars or, or like just cars for cars. cars. Yeah. Hell no. You need to have that heart. Main character. He's been out of town for a while. He's a new kid, right? He's a new, <laughs> he's a new kid coming yeah. back and he's got to fucking prove himself. And some people were like, looks like you know how to handle yourself behind a wheel, huh? <laughs> You're literally <laughs> describing the plot of Tokyo Drift. Hmm. Save for the fact that like, you know, he's... He won't be white. Yeah. He won't be a white boy. <laughs> That's the only thing. I want a Japanese racer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool, so cool, cool. I like much. it. Persona Autolina. We need to move on, my friend. Okay. It is getting long in the tooth, and I don't Always know how does. we expect people to, to sit around for this topic. But yeah. All right, Kevin. We got a big topic here. Let's go ahead and drift into this one. Mmm. Persona Autolina. 25 years of PlayStation. We finally hit it, boy. It's been that long. It's been 25 years. The first PlayStation came out in 1994 in Japan. How old was I? Six years old. I was four years old. Wow, little lads. I was a little baby boy. And uh, yeah, I actually didn't get the original PlayStation until I was about 10 years old. So Mm. that would have placed it at at 2000 on the dot. Okay. Um, And I, I, I got the original PlayStation after uh nintendo 64 ah. so like i i, I so can't 64 set the bar high for you huh <laughs> <laughs> i mean that was my shit right yeah, that yeah. was that was my console so to give you a snapshot of my household when i was a kid mm. i wouldn't call us a gaming household because games weren't like that back then games were still on the fringe of still being toys yeah basically so my older brother had a super nintendo and that's what we oh. had and that's why i ended up getting a nintendo but you know my friends had mm. the playstation and the PlayStation looked fucking legit. It looked cool. Okay? Games like Gran Turismo, like, I was just like, wow, I've never seen a racing game like that. Holy <laughs> shit, what the hell is that? You know, and, and like, you know, seeing shit like Siphon Filter and stuff, it was mm-hmm. just like, it seems like there's, like, more mature and interesting games on PlayStation. I think that was, like, the bet for Yeah, it. that was the bet. I'm sitting here over here with fucking, like, Rocket, Robot and Wheels, which is still legit. It's a good game. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just like, it was a lot more kid-oriented <laughs> yeah. games. And so... I think any kid has that whole rated R moment, right? 
I'm stuck. I'm stuck watching like you know Disney Channel original movies yeah. and shit like that. And then you stumble upon like what is Aliens? Yeah. You know, like you have that moment. And I think PlayStation had that similar draw to me, where yeah. it's just like I'm not getting the type of games I want. Like I think um, N64 had a few like with Torok and like Perfect Dark and like 007, like kind of like some of the multiplayer games. Sure, it leaned into it a little bit. And then it got crass with games like South Park, uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. But like it didn't go full tilt in the way that like we really wanted, you know. No, and then it didn't really have, like, these kind of large sweeping odysseys that JRPGs brought us. Like, honestly, the it was very, very uh, devoid of JRPGs on the N64, but the PlayStation had the collection, mm-hmm. had the suite. I mean, it, it was the JRPG machine. It was, <laughs> like, for sure, dude. Um, yeah, but just give you a higher overview, and I thought this was interesting about the history of PlayStation, is that it actually began as a partnership between Sony and Nintendo. Hmm. And the, the book Console Wars very much uh, outlines this whole situation. But essentially what happened was that the PlayStation, or what was being referred to as the uh, SNES-CD, originally began development as a CD-ROM add-on for the Super Famicom. As early as 1986, they were outlining these plans. And... The joint venture between Sony and Nintendo actually fell to pieces in 1991. Oh, they were set to debut it at CES, but <laughs> here's what happened. Uh, then, uh, basically, the uh, CEO slash director of Nintendo, Hiroshi Yamuchi, sure, read the uh, contract for the PlayStation and realized Sony would actually have complete control of any and all software created for the device. Oh, and wow. he said, fuck yeah. that. <laughs> and... That's a savvy business move. Like, sure. if if I was like, hey, you know, I joined in this joint venture, and oh, wait a second, you have complete control of my intellectual property? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's a big fuck you moment. But that was history for Sony. Hmm. A company that wasn't necessarily, well, definitely not known for getting into the gaming space, nah. and maybe not even that known for, beyond the Walkman, for hardware. Yeah. So I it, mean, they were more known in the music space for, like, you know, their label and print. And I, I don't know if they had, like, a large step into, like films at that point but they they were definitely making moves yeah they were making moves and they're a big company but this is not what they're known for yeah but they came out of the gate in 1994 with the playstation it's almost like one of those kismet moments where it's like nintendo basically created their own competitor that's kind of interesting isn't that that's how that shit works and then um they tried to actually work with sega and uh then the sega head of america tom kalinsky was totally on board he's like yeah we want the cd technology that's the next step from cartridges we want this and sega japan was like uh they can suck our whole dick (laughs) they're like nobody knows them they're not good at hardware and they're not even good at software who the fuck are they and then this happened and then who sega (laughs) exactly dude isn't it funny how things shake out so to give you an idea sega nintendo of what happened well playstation 2 ended up selling 155 million units ps4 is right below that at 102.8 playstation original debuting in 1994 ended up selling 102.49 million fucking units playstation 3 is actually starts to dip like a motherfucker 87.4 million playstation 3 was a rocky generation yeah i think xbox 360 probably sold more units right and then we got the, their handheld forays. The original PSP was actually about 80 to 82 million units sold. That's an estimate. Uh-huh. And then the PlayStation Vita really didn't do well. 10 hmm. to 15 million units is the estimation behind that one. And that's why uh, Sony has recently said, we're out of the handheld market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless they want to take the jump yeah. and, and kind of mirror what uh, 
what Nintendo's doing with the Switch, but I think they, they, they know what they need to do. They don't need to compete with Nintendo. They they know they have to compete with Microsoft and keep going forward on that. Correct. Like the console front and the the cloud front and the streaming front. So they, right. they, they think they're putting their mind in the right spot. I think, so. yeah, I think they are too because they've they definitely got the console war on yeah. lock and to forfeit the handheld space i don't think it's gonna fuck them it's up not a much. loss okay it's not yeah i mean it's it's sad for the greg millers of the world but like come on yeah the vita's dead yeah <laughs> i'm sorry playstation wow yeah. what a fucking legacy talk like, to me what, what was your first contact with playstation um i grew up a sega kid which is kind of funny because you know now i get to just play some sega imprint games on the playstation my you know sega manias and my sega collections and yeah. judgment and stuff like that so i actually didn't own a playstation like proper i think my stepdad had one i, I watched him play final fantasy 7 i was like what is this this is kind of kind of cool kind of different mm-hmm. um i played crash bandicoot there was a tomb raider game this like star wars game that i really don't remember the name of um but it was it was interesting because i didn't own it so i was like i get to play in snapshots and then that was kind of it um then years later uh day camp the one of my my friends brought in like i don't remember it was like one of the later models like one of the portable models PS1. with like the screen that flipped up that was a ps1 yeah oh a different spelling right mm-hmm, different yeah. p s o n e and we would play smackdown on it like the wrestling yeah. game and it was just like everybody would gather around and yeah. it, it was so much fun um and then yeah so like i kind of during that era i was more of an n64 kid even when the playstation 2 came out like it's kind of like how it was in your household like i you know gaming was a thing but like it only happened because i asked for it because i lived with my aunt my great grandparents and like my uncle made that magic happen (laughs) uh or like whenever i would ask for it for like uh hanukkah so i never owned a ps1 ps2 i got in 2003 uh i had a girlfriend at the time she was like you want to play this kingdom hearts game i was like what is this she's like oh it's disney characters and it's kind of actiony and it's got final fantasy characters i was like what's final fantasy (laughs) like it was this whole like bridging of worlds for me and i borrowed her console one summer and i fucking fell in love that following hanukkah i was like i gotta have a ps2 i, I, gotta, I gotta have, have these games it's a dvd player like it's mind-blowing like i need to get into that and that's kind of <laughs> like where my love just kind of blew up mm-hmm. and like I, I don't think i've loved a console more since ps2 uh, or a console manufacturer more since, oh okay I should say. like ps2 ps3 ps4 like my love escalates more and more with each gotcha, generation gotcha, gotcha. so like ps2 i got pretty late ps3 i actually got pretty late too because like i was a broke college kid i think i got that in 2010 and then ps4 i got maybe like a year or two later so yeah or a year or two after launch i should say so okay yeah, I, I was actually a late adopter for pretty much every PlayStation console except for the PS4. Which yeah, I got you got that at launch. launch. I got it at launch. I'm going to get a PS5 at launch. Oh, I am too. Like, yeah. there's no doubt about it. Yeah, there's no doubt. I'm going to get it. That's I, I really <laughs> love PlayStation's ecosystem, and I love... They, they've made some missteps, right? Sure. We talk about the PlayStation 3 era. <laughs> they got they got a big head about them, about that whole, like, hey, you know, you should get two fucking jobs to afford our $600 plus console, and it's like... It's kind of pompous. That was, it was pompous, but like... You could understand from a business point why they thought they could get away with it, because PS2 was so, so successful. Yeah. So successful. It was in every household. There is a PS2 somewhere around here. I'm not sure where. In a closet? In it's a, in my closet. It's in your closet. My there PS3 is right there. There are PlayStations all around us. Legit, there's not a garage in America that doesn't have a fucking <laughs> PS2 just chilling somewhere, there are okay? There people who still use it as DVD players. Absolutely. And they're just like, oh, it plays games? <laughs> like that yeah. kind of shit, right? Um, and it, it was different, right? It had like memory cards and the front of the console. And of course, the N64 had like the stupid yeah. controller pack, but like not every game needed it, right? Yeah. But it's all it, like internal on the cartridge. Right. So it was just like, oh, wow, this is really technological. <laughs> I need some fucking memory cards. And then when they introduced Rumble to the DualShock. Oh, my God. Or actually, when they introduced the DualShock, yeah. 
that wasn't the first controller to come out for PlayStation. Yeah, it wasn't until like Ape Escape came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were like, hey, yo, I think we need two sticks, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that was a genuine improvement over what the N64 controller was doing, which was the first analog stick controller, I believe. Of the nature, yeah. Of that nature, yeah. So I got my PS1 actually was my first uh, PlayStation. PS1, oh, cool. the little boy, little guy, little tiny guy. Uh, I love that thing, man. It was so good, so compact. Yeah. Take it anywhere. Plug it well, in, plug and play. I got a few games. I, I legitimately can't tell you what the exact first game was, but I know the strongest memories I have are with the Final Fantasy games. Sure. Uh, Final nine, Fantasy VIII? Nine was the oh, first nine. I played, but eight was the first I beat. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> like, I played nine. I was like, this is really cool. Like rented from Blockbuster uh-huh. and I begged and begged my dad to get part eight. He eventually came uh-huh. through. Billy Pape coming Billy through. <laughs> and uh, that was the one I voraciously played through that game. I really loved it. It opened up my head to like the idea that interactive narrative is a thing. Whereas I, I wasn't necessarily, not to say that the, those games didn't exist on N64. I just didn't have that contact to those types of games on that console. Whereas PlayStation was like, this is a whole story. <laughs> like, yeah. like what? <laughs> I think storytelling was a, like a, a bit different on the N64. Like Ocarina of Time, obviously like it's a landmark title, you know, it tells a really cool story, you know, but it didn't implement like, you know, FMVs or anything like that. It's, it's had dialogue boxes and like these kind of little in game animations that like, Oh, this is a big moment, you know, but like for the most part, like the narrative for a lot of those, uh, N64 games were either contextual or kind of throwaway. You know? Yeah, yeah, basically. A lot of them were like platformers, like collectathons. You had your Banjo Kazooie, Donkey Kong sixty four. Yeah. Like you don't play Donkey Kong sixty four for the fucking main story. You're playing it just. I mean, I do. It's fun. You know, I definitely do. I played it for the DK rap. There's a deep story there that sure. is, uh, takes place after the Great Kong War yeah. uh, and I <laughs> on think, Kong Island. I think it's really a story about them rebuilding. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. Like PlayStation really ushered in this era of like really narrative laden games that like we hadn't really seen on a Western front before. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And that was like one of the more formative like things for me when it came to, uh-huh. to gaming, and that's why it stuck. Um, PS2 again, late adopter on that shit. Same. It was actually my brother. Who was like, hey, introduced a PS2 into the house. Which Your older brother? My older brother. Okay. Um, and he was older at that time. And he was just kind of like into it for like DVDs. Because he was like, yeah. we, we need to get away from this VHS shit, right? <laughs> and so that's like, that. It, it was chilling in the living room. And now that I think about it, I'm not sure if he actually bought it or stole it. But <laughs> <laughs> could have gone either way. But yeah. I remember some of the first few games I had for that console. Because I, I had a GameCube first before oh, yeah. I got a PS2. Same. So the things that I was really missing was, of course, the Capcom games. Devil May Cry. Love the original Devil May Cry. Oh, my God. And then GTA 3. GTA 3 was, like, one of the first games. And GTA 3 is actually... If you look at all, like, the top-selling games on PS2, there's three Grand Theft Auto titles. I'm not surprised. Number one being San Andreas, the fourth best-selling being Vice City, and then uh, Ray. the sixth one would be GTA 3. Damn. Yeah, dude. Yeah, GTA defined that generation. All these games were being open world. All these games had you hijacking cars, even if it didn't make sense for the game. Uh-huh. There's Simpson games where you could steal cars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Simpsons hit and run and shit. It was just like, wait, what? Like, it was a GTA world on PS2. But PS2 was just like, hey, let's continue forward with a lot of these like legacy games, Final Fantasy, JRPG, story-based uh-huh. things. And then we saw some interesting like moves in different directions where it's like, hey, our adventure games are bigger soul reaver primal games like that mm-hmm. like they're bigger there's more to it jack, jack oh and yeah jack and daxter what a fucking landmark entry mm-hmm. from naughty dog like mm-hmm. so cool so cool yeah what do you think were some of the most formative games for that era for like 
it had such it has one of the largest libraries honestly in existence like yeah. so i would say like i don't know dark cloud that's a big one for people a dark cloud yeah, 2 rather yeah. um that was huge metal gear solid 2 was a big one for people it yep yeah and, that and was three, a huge one and three to me but two sold more obviously the final fantasies final fantasy 10 is like such a landmark title um especially because it was the first one with like full voice acting you know mm-hmm. like it was such a crazy transition to go from final fantasy 9 which came out in i think it was 2000 flat and then this game came along 2002 and really was just like such an upscale in every single way mm-hmm. um obviously kingdom hearts all those action adventure type games like i don't know it did a lot and the, i think it was kind of the ushering into of like interesting like um what do you want to call them cult classics like Ico, yeah. shadow of the colossus yeah okami like games true. like that that like really they keep getting remastered and ported because they're so beloved and they have such a special place in like PlayStation history and gaming history. Yeah, that's a good point. We so. had such a such a big catalog and so many like diverse experiences that it had that room to have cult games yeah. and then mainstream big blockbusters mm-hmm. and then like one off like this is a weird Gundam game I've never heard <laughs> of, but it's cool as fuck. It's a, there was a Gundam RPG that's super rare on the oh, PS2 really? that was really really cool. There's a lot of really cool fucking interesting experiences on PS2. Uh, I feel I, like it probably has one of the biggest libraries. Yeah. Oh. It, it undoubtedly, undoubtedly does yeah. <laughs> right unless you compare it to like steam of course or mm. some shit like that no it does have one of the biggest console libraries yeah. of all time um shout out to katamari damacy oh yeah like and we love katamari those games were yeah, like yeah, yeah. life-changing for me they cured my depression in 11th grade and, like, that was a game where it's like i would invite friends over and be like hey check this game out like just it's fun it's charming it's silly uh, I would just put the, my controller in people's hands and be like, hey, just play. Just yeah. go along. Just go nuts on it, right? So yeah, yeah, it was, God, so many fond memories of it. And it really did kind of just shape me moving forward into like the later years of gaming. I don't know, man. Yeah. And like, so because I didn't have a PS1, I played a lot of the PS1 games on the PS2 because it was backwards compatible. So like after that summer where I played Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy X for the first time, I was like, what else can I get my hands on? I played Final Fantasy VII. I played Final Fantasy IX and just kind of worked my way through stuff. And I was like, this is awesome. Like it really like it burgeoned my love for JRPGs and it it put the word in my mouth, you know? Yeah. I didn't know it before. That's fair enough. That's fair (laughs) enough. PS2 fucking legendary warrior mm. now also the memory card i don't know if you remember the animations for memory card oh things. i love the animation it's so cool like each game had like a unique like little animation for like whatever game it was and that was going on the ps1 ps1 had yeah. like the cool like sprite animations for the games i remember like the zombie from re1 like or, or there was like an eyeball for part two like the eyeball icon like closing yeah. at you and shit oh so cool i so missed that cool. it was it was dope i miss it too but now let's talk about playstation 3 not a misstep. No, not at all. But definitely some mistakes made very early on in generation that, honestly, if the PlayStation brand wasn't gold in people's mouths, uh-huh. it would not have survived through that generation all the way through, right? But eventually, yeah, like if it... I think it carried forward on good faith for a lot of people. Yeah, good faith where it was just like, uh, hopefully this gets better eventually. And then, you know, like, hey, man, I think it was definitely one of those, Um, it was a catch-up generation for... Uh-huh for sony because they were looking over at 360 and going like fuck they're actually doing genuinely like interesting pushes forward with online ecosystems and stuff like achievements and it's like yeah like remember ps3 microsoft- didn't launch with the tro- trophies at all yeah microsoft got there first and they killed it first granted like okay i think the trophy system is way better than the achievement system but like it got sony thinking in a way it's like fuck we need to probably 
put trophies in post as an afterthought and they started doing that like originally when like sons of liberty came out that game didn't have trophies sorry, sorry. uh guns of the patriots guns of the patriots yeah sorry yeah. metal gear solid 4 uh they had to add it after the fact yeah that's true <laughs> i remember that and that was a big deal it was just like oh fuck here's this gigantic list of trophies and people were like i gotta play this again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and again i think that was um definitely another step in the ideas behind ps2 which is like let's have a really diverse kind of catalog uh-huh. like there's there's like you have these indie games these double a games oh, like yeah. all sorts of games that i feel like we kind of got homogenized in the ps4 era where i i think there's a very high level of quality for a lot of games sure. on ps4 like there aren't as many duds as like ps3 and ps2 era had, yeah where it's like i'm really excited for this game and you're like this is god-awful shit you know like, <laughs> like i said i really can't say of many ps4 games that like oh this is fucking atrocious bullshit yeah. no it's like eh this one didn't this one missed a mark for me but it still feels pretty good to play right yeah because that's where we're at in technology ps3 you could land on some grenades here and well, there you know what i'm saying i think too there was a point with like the playstation store because that was like you know their initial imprint in like the online space like that where it's like cool you have a digital marketplace you could play indies you could play all this other shit which is crazy right but then there was like just so much shovelware and bullshit on it that like yeah. it wasn't well curated so like all these games would slip onto it and you're like why is this here yeah got but, like, there then, huh but then you would get cool stuff like scott pilgrim versus the world of the game or journey know, or like limbo yeah. god it, I don't know. Great times on the PS3. But again, like Xbox Live Arcade did that. And some might argue that Xbox did that better in some fashion. Yeah. I mean, they definitely got their, maybe it feels like first in a lot of ways. Because I I remember um, very PS3 library being pretty thin early days. Um, And again, I was a late adopter for PS3 as well. I didn't get until like maybe like three years after it actually And we talked about the launch lineup for that. It was like, what, fucking Rock Band and Call of Duty 3 and uh, Heavenly Sword. And like, it just wasn't like great but like yeah. it got great and it built momentum like in its later it did years. it did and it, it i mean dude this we're talking about the generation that that closed out with the last of us and games like that that was a mic like, drop what? for last gen for sure yo dude i was playing last of us in ps3 i was just like i don't know how this is not a pc game like that's how good it, it i did not understand like like so the biggest hurdle for playstation 3 was the core processor Mm-hmm. Or I think it was a, no, it's called the cell processor. Yeah. The cell processor was a bitch to work with, and uh-huh. developers took an entire generation to figure out how to deal with it. Uh-huh. Whereas on 360, it was like, oh, we get this. This is easy. This is simpler. Yeah. And the adverse effect is that sometimes games looked a little worse and didn't perform as well on PlayStation Three. Mm-hmm. Notable, very notable, Skyrim was dog shit oh, yeah. on playstation 3 it was definitely a little more optimized for 360 hell yeah so there's there's some like growing pains with playstation 3 and i think that's that definitely i respect sony as a company that could look at their mistakes and say these are opportunities for improvement mm-hmm. not just like we're gonna sit here and be like i don't know what happened oh we just got behind on the times you know like sega did <laughs> i mean they definitely looked at like their mistakes like with the playstation yeah. ecosystem and online functionality uh we talked about it a little bit offline where it's like they party chat wasn't even a thing like no. microsoft really had that figured out and sony was like uh you can have in-game chat for games but it's like outside of that you couldn't you couldn't talk to your friends yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) so like you know unless we forget the great playstation network crash of 2011 oh my god you cannot forget that i got fucking infamous for free out (laughs) of that one (laughs) yeah i think we all got playstation plus for a fucking year free everyone got dead nation and infamous (laughs) shit (laughs) yeah that was one of those things remember uh playstation uh, playing online was free for the longest time Mm -hmm. actually 
Yeah, and then Plus came out towards the end where they're like, oh, maybe we can charge for this. And that know? was kind of the cool thing where it's like, I think, what, was it Xbox Gold that was on 360 as well? Yeah, Xbox Gold, you actually needed Gold uh-huh. to play online games. In PlayStation 3, you did not need a PS Plus to play online. And I thought that was a cool advantage. Yeah. I'm like, shit, I can play these games on online for free. And everybody's like, yeah. why would you play PlayStation? I was like, I can play online for free. Yeah, <laughs> and like, exclusives. And I don't know. It just like it seemed like a better value play for me. And now we're suckers. And now, we're, we're... now we pay 60 fucking dollars a year. For <laughs> we sure do, dude. Just to maybe play one game a year online. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I still have, you know, some but, advantages. Yeah. Over time, though, the value of PlayStation Plus has been so much greater. Like the fucking sales mm-hmm. and like the discounts. And I bitch every month about like, you know, the games that come out. But like sometimes they're good ones, you know. This month was Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2, yeah. Fuck yeah. Last month we got, or it wasn't last month, the month before, Last of Us Remastered. So like there are great Neo was last that, month that's fucking great oh, was it really I yeah forgot. it was last month Neo. um but yeah playstation 3 like i feel like there was a lot of like back and forth competition like exclusivity was a thing for major titles but you would see games on both consoles sometimes mm-hmm. uh second party shit third party shit obviously right but like it was that camp of like uh what is it green versus blue like i'm an xbox kid or i'm a playstation kid yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, it was sure, kind of like sure. interesting to see like your friends divided like that and it's like, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, who gives a fuck? Like, yeah. Like, because I'm the type of guy that's like, I'm probably going to get both. But yeah. I understand that people can't do that. You yeah. Know? Some people can't, like, literally, like, ever reason away that I can spend $400. Yeah. Or $800 to get two consoles. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get that. Yeah, and, I, I mean, some people couldn't afford one. Like, I didn't buy that shit until we moved into the Oviedo place, like, in 2010. And, like, it was really, it was that summer that I lived with my roommates in Gainesville that I got sold on it. Like, my roommate Derek had a PS3. He's like, hey, just play some games. I think it was, like, Heavy Rain was the first game he had me play. And Heavy he, Rain, dude. Like, fuck, that, that game blew my mind. And I know games had come along, like, since then, like, Mass Effect in terms of, like, uh, games that, like, really had, um agency like oh my decisions make a difference yeah playing your <laughs> playstation 3 was why i decided to get one you remember i think you had one first yeah i did yeah it was just like yeah it looks pretty cool but it, like i'm pretty much like on my 360 all the time yeah. so i don't know why i would need it's a lot of the same games and then like seeing games like heavy Wind was like oh this is interesting yeah i made you play it and like we joked about it because it's, it's got some goofy moments but yeah, like, it's silly <laughs> it's really silly but like yeah. there's something about that the exclusivity and the games that like tried to push the the console forward that was really sure. special yeah that I, and that's the thing i like these kind of like almost premium games that yeah. come out for like the playstation where it's like yo this is a quality high bar game mm. like this is almost like um i don't know dude like how, how do you how, premium is the only way that i can put it like last of us uncharted stuff like that dude the first time i played uncharted 2 i was like i've never played anything like this in my life true like true, it was true. so cool yeah, um, and then now, like, a lot of games follow that mold now, right? Yeah, almost every game. That's fucking like Tomb Raider, a... Jedi Fallen Order. Like, yeah, it's, Uncharted. It's mold. Influential, and a lot of games were in the PlayStation ecosystem. Although, like, maybe Uncharted 1, like, Drake's Fortune wasn't, like, the best, but they definitely, like, revisited the formula and moved forward with, like, 2 and 3. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, but Part 1, when it first came out, was still pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then going on the PlayStation 4, Sony had my trust right from yeah. the get-go. Right you from bought, the get-go. You bought all that bullshit game at launch. You bought Rezogun. You bought fucking Black Flag. I loved Rezogun. <laughs> and Black Flag looked amazing. Actually, I shouldn't say bullshit because the like they they were good, but like the launch lineup was kind of soft. Kind of soft because a lot of it was like du- duplicates of like what was already out for PS3. Yeah. Like uh, Call of Duty Ghost was just <laughs> like, is this really the best version you played? And it's like, yeah, it, it yeah. is. But like also Ghost was like, 
one of the biggest duds in Call of Duty history. Yeah. Like, it was just so boring. I was just like, fuck, this sucks that that's, this is a launch lineup. So you had to go after the... Like, for a while, it was just like, I'm just playing Resogun and Black Flag. Well, and then, like, <laughs> random indie games would kind of slink into the market. Like, Transistor came along. And, like, mm-hmm. I remember seeing, like, you and Jess play that. I was like, what is this? This is really, like, interesting. It was really cool. Yeah. It was really... Yeah, stuff like that was just so cool to see, like... But I feel like things kind of changed. PS4 took like just a little bit, not a, I won't say a long time. I think it, t- it took a year to really like grow and come into its own and yeah. be like, here's our star players, here's our star fucking games. You know what I'm saying? I guess. I mean, when 2015 came along, like that's when I got it. I got it when they announced Fallout 4. Yeah. And when that came out, and looking back on it, like I don't think the exclusives were swinging just yet, but like the machine mm. performed so well and it became kind of the destination console for me. I'm like, Xbox One really didn't sell me on anything about it. No, yeah. and, I, and I think there, there, it goes a long way too. Where it's like the PlayStation was such a focused gaming console yeah. that, like, when you jump on the Xbox, it was a lot of like, why am I seeing ESPN uh, and all this? The dashboard's fucking confusing. Yeah, this Whereas, Windows like, bullshit sucks. On yeah. 360, it seemed more streamlined, but it's like, okay, we're trying to do this huge PC integration for PS One or Xbox, Xbox One. One. Yeah, and it, <laughs> I don't think it worked well. No, it, to this day, it's still kind of like, this is goofy, and it yeah. doesn't look good, and it's fucking hurting my eyes looking at, like, it's too much information there. Whereas PS4 was like, here's these giant squares that yeah. are your games. Yeah, you know exactly what it is. That crossbar is so cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it was, it, I still like it to this day. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually super fascinated what PS5 is going to be, uh, mm-hmm. how they do that integration. Like, wh- what's the next step yeah, in the dashboard, right? right? Because, but, what, PS3 was like just little icons, yeah, and that just, was it. It well, was the, drop down lists. Yeah, you remember that where it's like icons. hit an icon and then there was like this huge drop down and it's like uh, and it made that terrible clicking sound when you're going. Yeah, just like God damn it, turn this off. <laughs> but yeah, I when it comes to PlayStation, man, I think it's my favorite. It's my favorite ecosystem, mm-hmm. right? Like it's one that I want to go into. It's one where I can trust that, like, hey, this is about games. It's not about some other bullshit. It's not about me getting like a some weird TV integration. But I like that they have the flexibility to add these things, right? We we, we saw like all Netflix is on here and all this shit, and mm-hmm. like you know we have all these different apps and Twitch is on here. Like I, I really yeah. like that, you know, that growing integration. And PS3 to have these apps. had it, but PS4 like. Did it well. Made it better. Yeah. That's the thing. It did it well. Yeah. Yeah. I so I respect it. I I'm very excited for what PS5 is going to be. But again, I think we're going to run into a similar thing where it's going to be maybe some growing pains and then some waiting it out to really see like, all right, what are the games that make me feel like this is defining for this generation rather than just like, oh, this is a PS4 game but with better graphics. That always happens. With yeah. The there's going to be that that initial like year or so <laughs> gap where it's like, okay, we're not seeing like a huge markup in like graphics or performance but i think there's going to be a demonstrative difference once it start does happen once For it sure. does start happening and i mean we can't you know say oh it's gonna suck well backwards compatibility is going to be a huge thing with it so that's gonna be really cool there's just so much potential for it mm-hmm. and like i feel like sure where we say maybe the ps4 didn't have the best exclusives at the start the tail end of exclusives were fucking awesome. God of War, Spider Man, Horizon Zero Dawn, <laughs> Uncharted Four, like all these games, and they're only going to continue on the PS5. Bloodborne. Bloodborne, Neo, like so, those games are going to fucking pick up pretty early generation for the PS5. So I'm excited. I'm so I'm stoked. Excited. Twenty five years of PlayStation. Here is to 25 more. Unfortunately, I'll probably die around 15 or yeah. 17. I'll probably be dead around like the PS9. Yeah, yeah. We'll PS9. <laughs> PS9. And just, again, like I'm saying, 
the future of video games is just like illusions in your head yeah <laughs> like they're just like you're gonna swallow the ps9 <laughs> it's like a fucking black mirror episode <laughs> right you don't know what's real <laughs> which game do i want to eat today hmm. you uncharted eat- nine looks great you slowly but surely hear low roar playing in the background where is this coming from <laughs> suddenly you're carrying cargo on your own back yeah <laughs> it's gonna be great it's gonna yeah. be great and i mean to the greats you know shuhei sean Layden. you know you made this console jack trenton oh, you made goodness. these consoles awesome geo corsi all of you all of you have or like ushered this shit in. fucking developers like nabuo amatsu you know mm-hmm. fucking kojima like uh, the studios that define playstation insomniac yeah. um from software naughty from, dog oh my god like the list goes on and oh, on or even guerrilla games now like maybe like you know in the kill zone days mm-hmm. they weren't like as coveted but like they definitely made their imprint with horizon zero Dawn hell of a, a glow way. up yeah hell of oh, a glow yeah. up let me For tell sure. you what yeah man i i gotta say uh playstation is indeed the place to play they're oh, right wow, that was good they're right it's clean it's clean but you got to see what they're going to do next gen too like if they can shore up and do something better with ps now and their streaming services they could keep their fucking spot as the top dog against xbox they really could so they really could and i, and I hope they do yeah i really hope they do i mean it's not like stadia is going to come along and dethrone them <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm trying to process that right there yeah well get your cell processor in uh process that by the way um the title of the jesus dating simulator should be jesus in my heart okay i got i got two for you oh really? one of them is a star crossed lovers yeah 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 what was the other one i had it was so fucking good hold on let me think (laughs) oh here it is the ten commandments of love Ooh, (laughs) the ten commandments of love yeah oh (laughs) (laughs) What is it? So it's the, the Father, the... The Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay. It should be the Father, the Son, and the First Date. The Father, the Son, and the First Date. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was just, like, resurrection, but the erection was, like, all caps? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a, like, a, like a hacker, like a 90s hacker movie porno. <laughs> um now nah, i think that's all i got that's all i got man right? yeah, that's yeah. All I we got. sat on like two hours of that yeah we did we did we yeah. did but let's wrap this bitch up y'all thank you mm-hmm. for joining us uh once more if you got through the end of this my god yeah, you, you deserve are, a trophy you're a fucking roommate you get a platinum just for getting to the holy end of this. shit yeah. we should be paying you I don't know who's getting paid here, actually. None of us. None, none of us. us. None yeah, of we us. do this all a la carte for fun. And because we do it for a la carte and fun, you should spread the word. If you enjoy our content, please, 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 please give us the likes. Tweet at us. Just share. We'd really appreciate it. We I could w- use some more stars on the old, yeah. uh, what is it? Yeah. iTunes? Give us, give us more love on iTunes. we got to figure out what we want. First, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, let me figure <laughs> out my that's wants. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, but no, we always appreciate you guys, roommates, listening to us. And we love you very dearly. Maybe not as much as Jesus Christ with his buff, buff abs, but you know. so fucking ripped. He's so ripped, dude. I mean, you gotta be if you're gonna hold the weight of the world on your shoulders. He just fucking like waves his hands and this woman's like not blind anymore. And then he writes in his journal, yo, I fucking nailed it today. Uh, (laughs) I want to play that game so bad. I want like Christ souls where like he's fighting his way through like the disciples and like the ones who wronged him and making his way up to Judas. Or maybe fighting his way through the Roman army. 
But he like wouldn't kill anybody. He would yeah. be turning the other cheek. So it'd be, be more about pairing. <laughs> it'd be a lot about pairing. You're pairing with like a little yeah. Cross. It's dodge rolls the game, right? You got to keep on rolling until they see like accept love in their heart. Yeah. It's the first non-violent game. <laughs> <laughs> David Cage presents <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> oh my God! Detroit too holy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Keep Christ up. beyond too. <laughs> No, be beyond three souls. Beyond three souls. It's good. Oh, bye. All right, see you guys. Thank you for listening.